Hi, welcome to the Danny Buff Show, debut show with Peter Knox. Don't forget to follow the Danny Buff Facebook page and the MMA UK news page. You can also tweet us at WeAreMMAUK. You can find us on Instagram at MMAUK underscore Insta. The website is MMAUK.net. You can also listen to us on a podcast or watch us on YouTube. Just type MMAUK into the search bar. Hope you enjoy the show. Cheers for behaving, boys. Cheers. Hi, welcome to MMA UK with me, Danny Bruff. This is the Danny Bruff Show. Joined today with Peter Knox, who is the founder of MMA UK. How's it going, Peter? Nice to finally meet you. I'm sound as a founder. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a founder. I didn't originally create it. It was actually existed before I came along, but I've All right. had it for the last five, six years. But yeah, well, it started off as a Facebook page. Uh, don't ask me who created it. Uh, it was uh, Curtis, Curtis and Anthony. I can't remember their second name. They kind of ran the page, and I got injured when I was training, and I started doing the social media for my local gym, and I got into this group, and one of the guys worked for MMA UK, his name was Jeff, and I kind of just got, he goes, oh, I can help you grow your page, I can get you thousands of likes and stuff, so I thought, oh, show me how, so he took me under his arm, started showing me how he done the media and stuff, and then just I got, I, I ended up being recruited as a writer, even though I've not wrote nothing in my life. <laughs> so I ended up being a writer, and then I just built up and up, and then eventually the guy who was in charge, Adam, he was like, I've had enough, and he goes, Peter, I know it being safe hands with you. Handed it over, and five years, five, six years later, so we're still going strong. Nice, so, nice, didn't know that. Nice, so I didn't found it, I'm not the founder or anything. But, so it just started off as a Facebook page, and just kind of went on for there. Now we're a, a media outlet, even though most of us do this as a hobby, like yourself, we all got yeah. jobs, didn't we? We've all got jobs. We do this in our spare time, and in between looking after the kids and stuff. But I think we're doing pretty well, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We get good views, good hits on the website, thousands of views for your interviews and all that. And yeah, yeah. Remember, was it your second day? I sent you Michael Bisbing, wasn't it? I oh, know, mate. Can't believe it. Actually, yeah. can't believe it. Second day, two days notice. Never <laughs> done anything like this before. Do you know what I mean? See, 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 see. When people come to join the team, we give everybody a chance. Anybody who wants to join the team, anybody watching, you want to join the team, drop us a line. We'll give you a chance. Not many people make it. We can tell straight away just by talking to somebody if they've got that. All I look for is passion. That's it. I can yeah. tell straight away, and I knew I wouldn't be making a mistake sending you to Michael Wisdom. I knew you'd do alright. That's one. Cheers to that. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah. I can tell yeah. the good ones from the bad ones from the start, but I still give the bad ones a chance to prove me wrong. But you can kind of tell. Who's in it for the team and who's in it for themselves? Can I tell? Yeah. yeah. Go on, what's your worst ones you've had? You must have had some bad ones. If you're saying I'm good, you must have had some real bad people on me. Yeah, well, when I when I got taken over, some people were like, oh, no. They didn't like me or not on the team, so I thought, I'll give them a chance. But there was lots of fighting and arguing and stuff, and who's doing what and who's doing this. I'm not going to name names, because some of them are still in the business, yeah, yeah. doing quite well as well. But I decided to get rid of the whole team. Right. So, I would have, so when I got rid of it, I had no people to do interviews or nothing. It was only me writing articles. I just got rid of the whole team. I'm just like, and people go, you're making mistakes. She does interviews for you and stuff and that. I was like, I'll rebuild it, which I think I've done quite well. We're probably in the best position we've ever been. But yeah, some some people join, right? And usually when you join an outlet, like when I joined MMA UK, I was like, I wrote 10 articles a day. You know, I just impressed them. You know yeah. what I mean? You get people to join and two months later, I'm still waiting on something. So, 
So you still, I still get quite a few of them. I don't know what it is. The, the same keen and eager. Oh yeah, I'll write this and that. I'll do this and that. Yeah, I'll do interviews. I'll build up into that, and and then they just do fuck all. It just, it's crazy. Ask ask any of the team, Katie, Lewis, Frankie. They they they've not been here as long as me, and they've probably seen hundreds and hundreds of people coming through these doors. They don't even say hello anymore because they know they might be gone within a month or two. <laughs> but it's not like I don't tell people what to do. You know yourself. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you choose your interviews, don't you? I let you. Yeah. I'll, I'll put I'll put in the matches and stuff, and you guys, you'll choose. But I don't tell you what to do and all that, and I don't tell you what to write. I prefer that people choose what they do because they enjoy it more. Yeah. So everybody's got free reign. You you could come to me and go, this this guy I know is an amateur fighter. He just nobody knows who he is. You could go, I want to do a piece in him or an interview, and they'd be like, fine, go for it, and yeah. we'll give him a bit of promotion and stuff. So. Uh, I, I prefer supporting local MMA than I do, say, UFC fighters and stuff and all that. I prefer... It's a local scene. That's what I enjoy the most. Yeah. yeah you know what, Alex? I didn't really know much about local scene when you sent me to Budo just before Christmas. I absolutely loved it, mate. Cause like you say, we're all local. You get to see the action up close and you can actually see them, you know, see them after, speak to them. Just normal guys, aren't they? You're never going to yeah. get that in the UFC. We're all over the world, do you know what I mean? And... And another reason, it's not why we do it, but another reason is when you go like uh, Katie went to was it uh, Probellum and she got a chance to Darren Till because they're, they're there yeah. supporting their, their corner and their teammates and all that. So that's where you get, that's where you can pick up really, really big interviews as well. That's not yeah. why we do it, but that, that is a bonus. So yeah, like I say, you went to uh, uh, Evolution of Combat. Was that last week? Last, yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, that was a, how, was how a, good was that? I seen the messages floating about. We've been we've been supporting them for a, just a third show in Glasgow, I think, and we've been there. I've not been to their show yet, but I've been. They've sent people, Mick and all that, and Cindy, and I think Frankie was at the last one. So it's a very small show. It made a hell, but it's basically the home of MMA. All the MMA shows in Glasgow used to be in this hall. We still do a lot of grappling events and all that. I think right. it only holds a couple hundred people. But see, when it's full and you've got a good fight on, the atmosphere is absolutely buzzing. I'd rather have it in a small venue than a, a thousand venue with only 300 people in it. It just because it yeah. looks half empty, but this place is buzzing. So that was the first time I'd been there. I actually kind of work for Evolution Combat now. I do their social media and stuff. Uh, so we gave him a bit extra, extra push and all that. But I uh, know the show was brilliant, the fights and all that. When Reese McEwen, he, he made his pro debut. He's a yeah. local guy. Just his, his gym's, what, five minutes from the corner. And when he came on, the place was just buzzing. It's cool, main. Might have maybe should have been main event, because that makes me just electric. It took us... Usually when, but usually when we interview a fighter, as soon as they come out of the cage, we grab him. But as soon as he come out of the cage, all his friends were grabbing him and all that. It took <laughs> us about 20 minutes before we got a hold of him, got him up the stairs, but then we missed some of the main event at the start of that. I had to keep jumping in and out, kind of keep an eye on the fight. So, I could, so when we interviewed the winner, I could say to James, this is what happened in the first round, just in case the fight ended and James goes, well, I can't interview somebody, I've not seen the fight. So I was jumping in and out when we did race. But Reese is one of those fighters he said it in his interview as well. He's always thanking us for taking the time. He knows he knows we've all got jobs and all that. We do this in our own time as well and yeah. spend the time away from our family and all that. Same as a fighter when they're training and all that. So he always gives us a special thanks and all that. So it just puts a smile on my face. You know what I mean? When you just get just a fighter saying thank you for that and that's brilliant. So yeah. just little things like that. It just gets you a smile on your yeah. face and all that. Literally, just had it before. Like I say, I interviewed a fighter. Got a message after. Thanks for having me on. Like I say, it's just. They know that we're doing it just as much as they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's you don't have to do it. Do it because because we love it. Because we enjoy it just like they enjoy doing it. So I think you kind of get that interaction with them anyway, don't you? 
Yeah, the bonus for us is, you see yourself, when we do interviews, we do get a lot of views on them. Again, most most interviews will get at least a thousand views and all that. I yeah. see all these other kind of outlets or small outlets, and they do the same work as us, same effort, and, and brilliant. But they just don't. They might only get a hundred views and stuff like that. It's still a it's still a promotion, but and all that. But say we're quite lucky in that that I've I've kind of the team I've got like Frankie will go the technical side of things and stuff, and I can technical boy. Uh, so I can focus and grow in this and all that. So I was always told you're doing the wrong thing. You should just do your work. Uh, make sure your the, the work is quality is good and all that, and the the, the likes and that will come. But it doesn't because I know promotion. I know outlets has been doing this for years, and they still only got two hundred and thirty likes and stuff like that. I, I always focus on growing this. So every time we do an interview, I make sure we get the attention and we grow from there. So but I'm just quite lucky that we've got a kind of big team and we've got people in different departments and all that. We've got some good writers and some good guys that's in interviews. We've got Frankie who's the technic, technical side of things. And I can just focus and getting you guys the audience that you deserve. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, me. Absolutely loving it. Like I say, it takes up a lot of time, but if you enjoy it, it doesn't really matter, does it? Well, you, you, you're one of those... I've seen people like yourself. You're one of those. You like me. I was doing writing ten articles a day and whatever. You're you're doing ten interviews a day. <laughs> so, so I I expect that. I expect that in the next couple of months to balance off and you'll do a bit less. Yeah. Uh, but as Frankie said the other day, you can tell from your first interview to now, and you've not been here long, the difference that you're an improvement because yeah. you will you learn every single time for every single interview. Yeah. I think when you I think when you found you had a fighter, it might not talk much. I think you ended the interview. You made it shorter. Yeah, yeah. But experience, you'll find how to coax more out of them, like Katie and yeah. all that. Katie, Katie will have some reason, absolute nightmare. Doing the same match, one word answers, but she still gets 30 minutes out of them and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it's a, you kind of gets too much in your head, yeah, gets too much in your head as well, and you run out of things to say. It's like, all right, yeah, nice having you on. See you later, mate. Cheers. <laughs> see, 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 they're all different. Katie likes to keep notes, so Katie does a lot of research. Uh, Steve yeah. Brigg, who's still a member of the team, though, done nothing for a wee while, but Steve, Steve just wings it. No notes. Yeah. He might he might have like three words written down, a sheet of paper, and that's it. He just absolutely wings it. So um, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't. You just he's so natural and all that. Yeah, I'm a bit of both really. I make sure if I've got someone on, I'll do at least a few hours of like watching any videos, look at social media, and I'll have a few notes behind the screen just to like tempt my memory. But I prefer to just just try and be myself. Do you know what I mean? Well, you, no you, part of trying to be someone I'm not. Yeah. Well, you'll notice that with Katie and the Bellator interviews today and yesterday, she'll. I can tell which question she's kind of researched and then they'll answer something. But And you can tell which question she makes up in the spot and just yeah. like that. You can tell straight away now with Katie. But she's, she's an actual now, you wouldn't. Uh... Yeah. Same with Lewis. Lewis, what, Lewis is, what, two years now with us? And he's now with Wales Online and all that. So I think when Lewis started with us, he got advice with Tom, who works with Daily Record. And he done, I think he'd done writing classes and all that in college right. or something to nice. get him up to speed. Then he, he sharpened his skills with us with interviews and going to shows. And then he done, I think he, I think he done a Dodd article for Wales Online, or just like a, a wee guest article. And then yeah. they told him there was a job available to apply for it, and he got it, so, which nice. is brilliant. So it's now, it's now, it's now his full time job. That's so, crazy, that, isn't it? And he, he gets the UFC events and all that now, so brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's so, really good that. That's what that we can do. We've got a history of doing that. Uh, yeah. Brian Lacey, commentator now. Uh, what was the guy who went MMA junkies now with PFL? I can't remember his name. That was his replacement, actually. Oh, I can't remember uh, his name. Is it PFL now? He was at MMA junkie for a few years after he left us. I can't remember. 
So there's quite, there's quite a few people now going about. Uh, James now does and yeah, does wee slots in BBC Radio. I thought he didn't like it. He gets paid for it, but he didn't like it because they're anti MMA. They want him to slag MMA. You know what I mean? They're coming up uh, with bad, yeah. bad, like the Conor, when Conor McGregor does something. They want uh, kind of they have a guy who's anti MMA to, to jump on it and you know what I mean stuff like that. James was hoping that they promote local MMA on it and stuff, yeah. Scottish MMA, but they're not really interested. So I don't think he's done one for a while. And then when Mick doing rock radio for a while and stuff, a local radio station, you got a wee MMA slot and that. Just little things like that. Just to kinda so you either get stuff like that or we can take you to the next level and stuff. So yeah. well, as long as you're enjoying it, it don't matter, does it? Like I say, I'm loving it. I would never expect it to be what I'm doing now. If you if, if you'd asked me last year if I'd be doing this now, you won't even you won't even dream of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember um I seen the the advertisement come up. Like anyone interested in journalism, blah blah blah, and I went to apply, and the application wasn't working. The reading through the application, I don't know why I even thought about applying. Obviously, it's just something I really fancy doing. Won't work. When you started asking for previous experience and stuff, I was like, oh, I'll forget this, but I'll let him know that it's not the linking working. Do you know what I mean? That's Frank, blame, blame, blame Frankie. Oh, blame Techno Boy. I and can then, see you uh, me that. I'm going to Frankie, that link's not working. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like I said, all, all I was messaging you for was to tell you link weren't working when obviously you got back to me, asked a few questions, and here we are. I, I th- we've lost, I remember once we had a link for people to join, and then I noticed that like two years later, they, they, we get an email saying they want to join the team. It was all going in the spam folder. <laughs> I thought, oh, we've lost two years of recruits. <laughs> I was going back to them all, and I'm going... Somebody for a year and a half ago, she sounds really good. But so I, I sent him an email, but I never got a reply. That happens as well. There's a guy who wants to join, he goes, I want to join the team a few days ago. And I sent him a reply, right? Send me a link to your Facebook profile, I'll send you a friend request, and we'll take I can introduce you to the staff on our Facebook staff group. And he's no replied. It must be a few days to a week now. So it's just weird how that's that happens as well. People want to join the team, oh he sounds good and then that's it, but as I say, if you want to get into journalism, journalism and stuff like that, we can take you to that next level and help you. There's another guy, he joined his Daily Mirror now and all that as well, to us. And, uh, or if you just want it as a hobby, because Katie, Katie's though, she doesn't want to make it a career. She just, she's like, I'm here for life. I just want to interview people and push people and yeah. stuff like that. So she's happy where she is. Some people yeah. are, some people want to go up a level. We might, MMA UK, we might get them up there with MMA fighting one day, you know, you don't know. We'll yeah, be good, man. You never know. Like I said, go with the flow. That that's the only thing. If we could pay people, that yeah, would be yeah. that. That that's the next level. Yeah. We could pay. We could pay commission, but it'd be like three pence an article. Stuff like that. <laughs> What's the point? So the the money, the pennies we get the article, we, we put that to maybe a microphone if somebody needs one, or a mic stand, or an MMA UK T-shirt or something like that. Just whatever we need. You know what I mean, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. But we're getting we're doing some sponsorship stuff now. The promotions in exchange for promoting the brand. We can't afford to give him money, but we can give him that yeah. promotion and we give fighters the interviews and get them yeah. thousands of eyes on them. So uh, Evolution of Combat, we had our logo in the cage. Uh, Battle Arena, our logo's on all the posters. On top, where our logo's on all the posters there as well. So nice. we're, we're getting the brand out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But as I say, it's just a hobby. Just, just, I mean, yeah, I'm loving about, it, mate. No about us, it's about the fighters and the promotion, yeah, yeah. especially the local ones. And obviously, Katie Lewis like to get some of the bigger interviews now, like the Darren Tills and all that. They like to get the big ones. Uh, Not, none of them had Bisping yet, though, have they? No, uh, well, <laughs> that'd be, would that be our, well, 
I think it's probably one of your biggest ones. Uh, James got Matt Cunt in Glasgow. They came oh, to nice. Glasgow. Nice. That was brilliant. That one went viral because that's when right. you slag, you know, about the fucking steroid. You slag. Oh, right, yeah. That went viral and all the big MMA fighting, the MMA junkie, they all oh, picked right. up their story and they all had to credit us for it. So that, that, that one went viral. That was a good one, that one. Nice. Uh, Leanne nearly got Conor McGregor once. Oh, uh, right. Was it Brave in Ireland? And so she was in there doing all the fighters and all that. Next thing she knows, she hears a noise in the lobby. It's Conor McGregor and his entourage walking down. So she's, she's got the mic in the... Uh, it might have been her man, her husband, that had the phone. And she's trying to interview Conor McGregor as they're walking along. But he thinks it's a... He looks like he thinks it's a photo. So he's kind of he's kind of stopped a couple of times <laughs> and that was it. Thinking it was a photo. And she was trying to interview him. So we thought, fuck it. We're not loading that anyway. And it got about several thousand views anyway, so... That's crazy. So people, a few people come. That's no one interview. <laughs> so she, she did try, but that's the closest we came to getting Connor. So no way, nice. <laughs> so I mean, I'm guessing you do spend a lot of time in there. Cause like I say, it's a lot of work. Now you've got a few more people doing interviewing, and you've got all the articles. I know you've got a big team, but how much you must spend a lot of time doing this outside of work. Yeah, well, as Frankie said, there's too many. And Frankie's half the load that helped. And Frankie came on board a few years ago. I think we yeah. met at a local show. And they kind of got into it. And well, we actually, when Frankie came on with dad and brother, we got a, they built a studio at the house and all that. And we had a proper studio and we'd guests like Paul Beard, Drew Craig and all that coming to the show. Mm-hmm. And it's quite expensive. And the problem was, you know, you know, we like fighters pulling out interviews. You've had one the other day. You? Same guy three, four times or whatever. And that. Yeah. But we won't mention names, but that's the kind of thing. So when you've got a studio booked, it's costing money and the no show or last minute, we kind of make it. It's a bit of a, so we had to get rid of that, it was a shame, but that was a good thing we had going, we had the live phone-ins and stuff like that, but before before Frankie came on board, I was basically doing everything myself and breaking news and all that, we, breaking news in America, usually in America, it happens when you're in bed, yeah. and then when you wake up, before you go to work, you're typing up an article and all that, checking other people's articles, go to work, come back, and then checking stuff and what we're doing tonight, and then interviews and stuff like that, and just, so... As you say, luckily I can do ninety nine percent of stuff on my phone. So even when I'm in my work, I can yeah, still we're doing it. Uh, we can do stuff. I can help share interviews, especially today. I I don't know how many we pop today, but since Monday with that five days, I think we've had twenty interviews go up in five days. Oh, so that's, crazy, right, that, that that we've never had that that amount before. But then if you count Evolution of Combat, that's another seven eight. And yeah. plus, what? How many are we going to get in the Bellator after the fight as well? Just, yeah, like I say, Katie must have done a good. Good ten today. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So for me, your day yesterday. Uh, yeah. So and plus she done a couple. I think she done two of the weigh-ins as well. Who weren't uh, Chris Duncan and Callum Murray, who weren't weren't out the media day. Uh, so I, it's just absolutely crazy. Like the Chris Vanguard one. I don't know what it was. It's at twelve, thirteen thousand views anyway. It yeah, could be more than that now. And it's good interview. Well, that it's brilliant. That I quite funny, Chris. Is we used to help him. I, that's another thing I do. I help fighters with their pages and stuff. So, oh, nice. uh, Robert Whiteford, Stephen Ray, Chris Bungard, Aidan Stephen, uh, Colin, Colin Fletcher, Freak Show, still on his page, oh, stuff yeah. like that. I've done, done a lot of that. So, just because a lot of them, you know yourself, I see UFC fighters with 200 likes on their page and stuff, just they don't know how to grow social media and all that. So, I've done loads of fighters and all that. I do less now, I'm more focused on MMA UK now. Because the amount of stuff we're going out, that's enough work for me as it is. So it's just, but uh, fighters know that. But if any fighters need advice and all that, I can set up posts to help them grow their page and stuff. So I do all that as well. So 
Nice man, living dream. Twenty four seven. I mean, I don't have I don't have time for nothing else. I was saying, like I know you are. You know, messaging at two o'clock in the morning. It's like, why are you asleep, man? <laughs> but see, see, when I'm see when I'm younger, when I was younger, I wasn't really. I've kind of in the MMA, you the early UFC and the early two uh, the Ultimate Fighters and stuff. But I wouldn't. Uh, I was always out drinking drugs and shagging and all that shit and <laughs> pool dart, darts and snooker. I used to play in leagues. I was out every night in the pub. So I would never have had time for anything like that back in the day. So it's more when I'm, I don't really go out now, apart from when I've got an MMA event, that's about the only time I go out now, So unless Same I went all with the kids and stuff. But that's it. So so it gives me something to do at night, and it's easy to do. I can do it on my phone while something's on TV. I'm watching TV and all that. It's, we're, we're up to date. We're, I mean, we've, we, well, we're still learning. I'll give it that. We do, we do evolve. We're still looking. We used to do the Facebook Lives before you came in. Uh, yeah. Lewis and Katie loved the Facebook Lives. Right. James as well, but it was a bit nerve-wracking, you know, when you're doing it live because you make a mistake and well, people yeah, are going to pick tough. up on it. You you could have a ten comments going, "No, oh, you're shite," you know what I mean? And you can see the comments <laughs> as they're popping up as well. And oh yeah, I can't be doing that. And you'll get you'll get people coming up with stupid questions and all that as well. And you, and me and me and Frankie always encourage Lewis and Katie, whatever whatever the question is, ask it. Sometimes sometimes the fighters would read it and ask it and just start reading out the answers and stuff, but. Uh, Facebook Live was brilliant, and then but then there was a, a glitch where you could if you did if the person you were interviewing didn't have headphones, it just made a bad interference and all that. And so we slowly came out of that, and we tried to move to YouTube, so we're trying to build that and all. Uh, and then we went back to Facebook, so we're kind of doing a bit of everything. But Facebook Live, we don't. There seems to be too many glitches in it with the interference and stuff. But but as I say, Katie, Katie and Lewis loved it. They would love to go back to Facebook Live every one, but. It was a good laugh, Facebook Live, because you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I, then I, I could, I could just concentrate and build an audience by sharing it about and stuff in the groups and stuff like that, and, and just, just get as many stupid questions in as well. The, I think it was when we had Bungard on the, the studio one. Was it Bungard or Stevie Ray? I can't remember. And someone phoned in and they farted, and went, "Ooh, it smells like Bristol," and hung up. That, that, <laughs> that, so that, that's kind of you just didn't know what you were going to get. You know what I mean? It was crazy. We still, we still got those shows. You should, they'll be on their YouTube channel somewhere. The old, the old live shows. You should have a look at them. They were just crazy. You know what I mean? It was like watching the men remember the show The Word. Remember that? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Teddy Pullinger and all that. Just, yeah, yeah. just crazy shit happened all the time. Just, <laughs> just like that. I, I, I'd love to get a, a wee, well, I would love to get a wee studio show going again, but it's just getting the people in every week. Because the, then you're restricted to the area. So when you do Skype, you can interview anybody anywhere in yeah. the world, can't you? Yeah. So that, that's a good thing. It's getting getting the people to the studio and all that and hoping they show up as well and don't pull out at the last minute, which I absolutely hate. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially media, going to events and all that. I'll, I'll be doing media for other promotions and I'll say to them, I'll invite other media and they'll go, aye, Peter, we'll come along and then they don't show up in the night. I'm like, I'm like so. I blackball them straight away. They don't get back in with me, but some, oh. some promotions... I'm, 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 like, I'm like, some promotions will be like, well, I've got no other media covering it, so I've no option, but they'll maybe give them another chance and all that. But I know as I showed the other, the other weekend, a guy I know, and I won't name it, but thank you, two outlets say, oh, we'll come to your show, and they didn't show up. I'd be like, fuck him, get the fuck. No showing. Yeah. Same, same, same with you guys, when we send you to Cage Warriors and Bellator, and see if you no show, we get blackballed for a yeah, while. Yeah. But I haven't Bellator. A guy no showed for us. A shitty excuse, and the black ball just for about a year. Couldn't get a credentials for about a year. 
I dropped, I dropped him straight away. But no, just if you can't make it, just say it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Just be totally honest, isn't it? If it's a family emergency and stuff like that, that's fine. But, but uh, if you, but see, if it's even worse. I had a guy go, I oh, come on top and all that. Uh, I was looking forward to meeting him. Didn't show up. And I thought I'm bound to get a message any minute now. No, next day I'm bound to get. No, I had to message him. Oh, I thought you were coming. Oh, I changed my mind. You could have fucking told me you dick. I could have gave that seat to a case side table to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So just stupid things like that. It just it just annoys me. So unless it's a family emergency, I can understand all that. But, but you get them just, people in all walks of life, though, don't you? We get. I mean, yeah. I'm an electrician, so we get shit like that every day. People saying, promise in the world, promise the world, and just don't deliver. That's something I used to, else did, used to do. I used to work in the building trade. That's what I done right. when I left school. I was a slater and rockcaster. All right. What did I do that for? 15 years or something like that. So, and then that was before. That was when I stayed up in the road. So I'm no boy Glasgow. I, you might not be able to tell because you're no Scottish. I don't even sound oh, like a boy Glasgow. I can't away from it. No, I'm, I'm no, Scottish. I'm, got subtitles on here. Uh, up, up the other side of Aberdeen, so a wee town called Inverurie, that's where I grew up and done the building trade, and then when I, I was passing through Glasgow, I was maybe going to work abroad and all that, and the sites and all that, with my mate right. and that, and then I thought, fuck it, I'll check out Glasgow and all that, and then I met Christina, and I'm still stuck, I'm still stuck here. Still stuck. So, so, uh, so I go abroad and work in the sites, I can So, just like, uh, I, I don't know, I just decided, fuck it, let's see what happens, and then a job came with Royal Mail, and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to try that. I mean, I like being it's outside. I thought, fuck it, I'll try it. And been there for 10 years now as well. So. Did you enjoy your paper round when you were a kid then? I had three paper rounds. <laughs> well, there you go. It's destiny. Go. Morning, evening, Sunday round. I used to love it. Oh, not the Sunday that. round. You couldn't have enjoyed the Sunday round. That's the I worst would. one. Yeah, but they got, got cash tips every Sunday, I know, right. for some reason. But I was from, I don't know why. Sunday round was different. You always got tips, and they always pay for your paper on a Sunday. Because so they were 10 times as ever, you'd be falling off your bike. Yeah. So if they owed you a pound 20, they'd just give you two pounds and go keep the change. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you go back. But the guy we worked for in Stratton newspaper, they were like, you need to give us your tips. And then they'll give you a percentage. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not giving them fucking tips. I said, they just give me the exact money. And they're like, ah, oh, you're at it. I'm like, prove it. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, I used to love my paper rounds and all that. I, I, I had no option. We were in the, my family were in the Dutchess. So... If I wanted an Aberdeen top and stuff like that, I had to pay for it by myself. That was like 15 quid. I don't know. Where are you for a top now? 30, 40, 50 quid? And all that, I'm you know? the rest, mate. Probably 50 yeah. quid. I was. I'm saying we're 15 quid then when I was yeah. 13 and all that. So, so uh, that would be a week's paper money. So I, fucking, I think it's 15 pounds a week I got for my three rounds and plus any tips. So that would get me football tops. And then I got into the slaughterhouses. You know, I was still at school, you know, just washing, cleaning the stuff down and all that. Basically doing a cleaning uh, yeah. job. I think that, that was good. What was that? What was that? Thirty pound a week, something like that. So I was like, "Fuck my paper rounds. This is more money." So it's sell just whatever gave me money. And just kind of, and then as soon as I was sixteen, I thought, "Fuck that, leave school." Didn't really get a job for a wee while. My mum was threatening, throw me out of the house. Like you got a fucking job, you're out of the house and all this shit. So I ended up getting an apprenticeship, doing this later in, in Buckcastle. That was it. Uh-huh. So I had to pay my mum fifty pound a week when I was sixteen. Fifty pound a week. Wish you I could pay pe- that now. I know people who are like 30 years old and still live with my mum and don't pay anything. <laughs> I mean, I did pay 50 quid. I basically, my, my digs covered the rent. Which is, so yeah. that was fine. So, so that was it. And then that was it. Done that for until I came down here and then end up with Royal Mail. So, and I'm, uh, 
the Royal Mail, a bit five years into that, had gone to the union kind of side of things, became a union rep and health and safety. Oh, rep. yeah, I've seen a few of that. Uh, I've seen you do so, I'm ne- like that. so I'm now a branch officer, so obviously we've got a lot of industrial action coming up very shortly. So that was meant to happen before Christmas, but they took it to court and stopped it. I have to watch what I say because yeah, yeah. they could sack you for saying certain things. So, uh, it's not an interview. I won't try and get anything I, out of you. No, I need, I need, I need. I kind of make the business look bad, especially on social media and a show like yeah. that. Not that they'll probably be watching anyway, but I have social media is a killer. Working for a company, like Royal Mail, you say the wrong thing and you're gone. I think there was somebody in the mail centre said, tweeted something to an old firm player. I'm glad your kid died or something like that. Sacked. Which that's one I agree with because you should be yeah, saying shit like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know I mean? you're, you're wearing that badge at the end of the day. Exactly. So you need to be very, very careful. I barely talk about work part, part the the union stuff where I do the social media for the branch and I get that out there and I tell everybody share that. Just watch what you say and stuff like that. So it's union thing. That's something that's very little rewarding. You don't get paid for it, but when you save somebody's job, you like somebody got me a. I create a beer the other, the other, a month ago for helping them out and stuff like that. Some people just say thanks and they'll don't talk to you again and they'll yeah. wait until you need you again and stuff. But, but, but as you say, I got the part timers once, I got all their contract increased by uh, an hour. So they all nice. got an extra hour basic wage. So it's just little things like that. Just like, yes, I won that yeah. one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just it is, it's hard work. It's very stressful and stuff like that. But no, it's good. So as you say, we've got a big, big industrial action pot coming up very shortly, so uh, we're going to go at it again and see what happens. It's quite scary this time because they're taking executive action. Some people might not have jobs shortly and stuff, so it's quite a big one. So it's, we're, I think it's, have you ever seen the film Last of the Mohicans? It's something like that. If, oh, if, yeah. we win, if, we, if we don't win this, we're the last big trade union. And if this, if they get what they want, then the NHS will be next and all that, and over the Tory government and Brexit and all that. They're just looking at I mean, yeah. it's it's a very bleak future. I, I don't know who you voted for, but in Scotland, most people vote for SNP because they want independence to try and get away from the Tories. It seems to be our only way of getting for the Tories at the moment. But, right. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know who you, you, who you vote for. And... I don't really bother with it all, mate. Purely because... Not really, no. Oh, I, I uh... Vote for somebody. You didn't vote anyone for the last general election, then? Oh, I voted for the Tories, yeah. Did you? So, yeah, yeah. Oh god! Oh god! Here we go. Yeah, I'm on. Hang on, yeah. Danny. Hang on, Danny. I just need to move you for this. Do you say everybody's got? So obviously you voted for the Tories. Different you? in different areas, isn't it? Yeah. Well, our area has been Lib Dems for oh, I don't know as long yeah. as I can remember growing up. Do you know what I mean? So um, did you vote because of Brexit? Because that's it seemed to be the Brexit election. Either you went out uh, of Europe or you this didn't. This year was Brexit. Yeah, this year was mainly due to Brexit. And uh, the year before, though, before Brexit, uh, God, what year was that? I think I just don't really know. It's hard because you don't really actually know enough about it to actually do a decent vote. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you get fed the truth by them all anyway. No, no, I know that, but you can, you can research stuff like that. Like, like the yeah. SNP, a lot of people, Scotland kind of split in two, half the SNP, another half kind of a bit of Labour and Tory, but... Uh, I'm just voting the SNP to get independence. Once we get independence, Scottish Labour, Scottish Tories, they can all create their own Scottish parties. And then I might vote. I think a lot of people will vote for Scottish Labour, but they won't vote for Scottish Labour while we're part of Britain because they threw us under the bus and went and jumped into bed with the Tories. But Gordon Brown got everybody to, to vote against independence. So 
And I never thought I'd see Labour ever jump in bed with the Tories, so I call them the Red Tories now. But there's too much, too much people dying, too much homeless. Like I know Jeremy Corbyn didn't win. I don't support Labour, but he said he would end homelessness. He'd get everybody yeah. off the streets. So why is the Tories not doing that? That's well, because he wouldn't have done that. That's what I mean. For me, we can say which was the best of a bad bunch. But we all say too much. I'd rather him just be honest, but we can't be because then we'll just lose the votes and then for people who lie get in and it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? As you say, I'm not a Jeremy Corbyn voter, but I believe he would have done that. He's that kind of person. He's got this got good beliefs. It's just the problem with Jeremy was half his party were stabbing him in the back. You know what yeah. I mean? They're they're still full of the Tony Blair either, you know what I mean? The Blairites and all that. So the Labour's kinda of split in two and that's why they're no doing very well at the moment. But I do believe if Corbyn got elected he would have done that. He would have got... All they need to do is look at all the empty buildings in cities and towns. Well, all they need to do is oh, ah, of... take it over, stick some bed, make sure the heating's on, get some food in, and there you go. Oh, it's not that easy, though, is it? It's not it that is. easy all the time. Look, some is. of them don't want it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's people who need it, need to have it. They need to have the help. It's simple as that. No ifs or buts about it. But there are people who there who even offered the help. They're not interested, which I can't get my head around. So how do you help them ones? Well, what do you mean? But why would somebody not want to sleep in a nice warm bed? I don't know. Did you see the documentary on it last year when they actually no. went round and spoke to him? Oh, I'll have to go and check that out. I'll yeah. Google it, find out what it was. But it was interesting. Some of them, some of them some, don't want the help. They're out there and just don't want it. Because so, some of them don't have a choice either. And all that. I remember watching the yeah. Ross Kemp thing where he came up to Scotland. And that was, was good, a, yeah. There was a, you see the one with the lassie? And her uh, stepdad was injecting heroin and all that and uh, yeah. raping her and all that and she ended up being addicted a junkie and on the streets now people will go by and go look at that wee junkie bitch and all that we don't know her story if you knew her yeah. story it'd be totally different so i think they got her a house and all that so it, it's, it's a shame the show like that should do an update because i have no idea if she kind of got a job and did she turn her life around or if she's still the same the system see where i stay it's poverty and right next to me, Postle and Springburn and all that. Springburn's one of the most poorest places in Britain. There's kids right. born into poverty and that shouldn't be happening. Not in, not, yeah. not in the UK, 100%. Like I said, the poorest person in the UK is a lot better off than, you know, a decent person in a lot of other countries. But there's no reason why anyone should be homeless at all. There's no excuse. There's literally yeah. no excuse. See, it could be a relation breakup. Somebody could you know, have no family, meet a girl and then I got a house and then they split up. And she, he gets chucked out and... There you go, you're homeless. You've nowhere to go, you've got no friends and family. So, so some people don't have a choice in all that. It just, but as you say, there's so many empty buildings. Just yeah, that's ridiculous. Just, it's easy. The councils could just take control of that and go, this building's empty. Right? We're going to take control of it for the time being. And there you go, stick people in. A bed and some food. Like uh, New uh, Christmas there. I, I'm on a new walk and it's where I stay. The place is called Milton. And there's a lot of people who uh, don't work and all that and addicted, got alcohol and drug problems. So we've got a, a local place at the High Rise Flats called Love Milton. They do a lot of stuff with the kids and all that. I noticed a poster saying they were looking for tin food and stuff like that. And I thought, so I said to Christina, we should donate some tins. No, no, no tenants, but... No. We should, <laughs> don't be donating we, that. No, so, oh, we, we, so we should donate... No, canned food and all that. So yeah. she's like, how do you know the right people get it? I goes, we don't, right? Oh. But I'm sure Love Milton don't intend to give it to people who don't need it. And it'd be a bit sad if somebody didn't need it to try to get food for a food bank. And I goes, yeah. I'm sure the majority of it goes to people who need it. Plus, they're a local charity. They know the local area. So I thought, hang on a minute. I went to my work and I thought, hang on. 
we should get everybody at work to donate it. I think we've got like 50 people in our office, so I thought we could get a, a fair amount of food and all that. So, yeah. so we just, I just speak to them and put posters up and stuff. And then, so I took some food in, a couple of others did it. We were really struggling, there wasn't much on the table. And then, by the time it came round to deliver it to Love Milton, we had loads of food and all that. So, nice. we delivered it to Love Milton and all that, and took some photographs and stuff, posted up social media. And it just not long ago, I seen Linda, one of the persons who works at Love Milton, and she was carrying heavy bags to the nursery. And I was like, do you want a hand with that? I was coming out. She goes, no, I'm fine. She goes, I'm actually delivering the food that you guys all raised. And this oh, was like nice. over a month after Christmas and all that. So she was oh. handing it to the local nursery, because the people at the nursery will know when the kids come in, they know what kids are starving and all that, which families are struggling and all that. And they talk yeah. to the families, like, you need to find a way to feed your kid. So they give them a supply of food, and then the, the people at nursery know them very well. Will hand it out, so so they know which people need it and all that. So it's no, yeah. so that's one good way. So that, yeah, that's brilliant. So, so that that's some. I like I like doing stuff like that yeah. in charity stuff and all that. I donate yeah. stuff in my pay slip every week. To, I think it's Bernardo's the children and all that. Yeah. Pound a week comes off my, but ten years a pound a week can come off my thing. You don't you don't miss it. You don't miss a pound, do you? No. Yeah, I mean so. I like doing stuff like that. I don't like the ones that come knocking on your doors going blah, blah, blah. Because I think they get commissioned, don't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I don't like that either. I always feel under pressure. You don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Let me find you. I I say to them. I go, look, give me me the the address and I'll have a look in the website and I'll decide in my own time with no pressure and all that. I don't like it. They come down at late at night and all that, don't they? Yeah, it's not late, isn't it? I'm like, you're going to end up losing money coming down Milton at 8 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even be walking down the streets down here at night. Uh, I mean, so. It's a nice oh. place, Milton. But it's, people stick together, but there's a lot of yeah. kind of dodgy stuff goes on, drug stuff, gangster stuff, and stuff yeah. like that. It's, uh, people dying and all that. It's, it's sad to see. Like, when I, when I was brought up, nothing like that happened. You know what I mean? It was a right. wee small town. British people, middle class, stuff like that. And... Lots of drugs and stuff when you hit yeah, the teens, yeah. they all come in the boats, all phrased around people's head and stuff. But that you wouldn't think it, but that that was something you could easily get and all that. But when, when I came to Glasgow, just a totally different life down here and all that. Yeah. It took a while to understand the lingo as well. So that's what I'm saying. You might know, you might think I talk weird, but t- Glasgow's totally different. You go to yeah, England, yeah. totally different. All the different. Yeah. It must be like in England, is it Liverpool and? Manchester must be totally different. I'm getting yeah, completely different, mate. Uh, I've just spent good, good few months up in Scotland, done uh, Aberdeen, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Wick. I uh, said the other day, you were, uh, you were in the about Inverurie, were you? Uh, probably, probably you, driven yeah, through it. As it says, about 20 miles for Aberdeen, so yeah. you might have went through that coming for work. Yeah, I love Scotland. Oh, what I, me and my mate want to do the Scottish 500. Promise we'd do it this year, but it's not happening, but we want to do it a year after. So maybe how long would that? Year. So what? Where did that take you? Uh, I'd have to get the map out. Claire, producer Claire, need your need your services how, finally. Scottish how long, 500. How long would it take? I think if you were just to do it, I think you could probably do it within a week. But to actually enjoy it, I think we'd want to spend two weeks doing it at camp up for a few nights here and there. But so I love the be, Highlands. So is it a hard thing to do then? You think? Well, it's driving, isn't it? So no. So just driving. No, so yeah. You, 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 know can put, up, you can put where you want, can't you? Yeah. We've got some you climbs to that, but yeah. You know what, climb up a mountain or something, something challenging, do it for charity. Yeah, we're not doing that. Did Snowden. See, I don't do stuff like that for charity, me, because I enjoy it. I don't get it when people say, oh, give me money to jump out of planes. Like, well, I'll just jump out of planes, do you know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> no, I if, people give you money, if people give you money for a good cause, then do it. 
Yeah, yeah, I like, like we, 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 we done, we done the Tough Mudders for prostate cancer, and luckily my, my Royal Mail, the best company ever I work for, they, <laughs> they match every, no, they match every pound he gives, so we raised £500 and they matched it, so we uh, raised over £1,000 for prostate uh, cancer, because it was their chosen charity, so if you do it, for, they'll double it. So if you do it for yeah, a long time, I don't really look at it like that, mate. I suppose I'm too pessimistic when it comes to charity. Because like I said, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to climb this mountain, give me some money. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to climb the mountain. I, I want to do it. <laughs> I, can't, I can quite believe that if you voted Tory. That you, you, oh, you yeah, maybe, that. maybe that is that, yeah. <laughs> too pessimistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jump out of plane. I'm going to jump out of plane. Give so me money. Yeah, I've done a bungee jump once, yeah. Yeah, I won't yeah. do it again because once I've done it, it's like when you buy a car. You always see them cars about. Well, after the jump, that I was always noticing articles about parachute not deploying or accidents happening. So I won't do it again, but I, I definitely advise doing it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Definitely out there. Well, would you not do it? Me, I'd, no, I've never really been given the chance. It's something I've thought about. There's a guy at work, Eddie. He jumped out a plane. He was in, I don't know where he was, Australia or whatever he was. He jumped out a plane and he was, said he bricked it and all that. Oh, said, yeah. Once you do it, it's the best thing you ever in your life because you're adrenaline and all that, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Better than any drug you've ever done. I know, I, I, know, I know a few years ago I wouldn't have been able to do that because I got my grave disease. That's why I had to stop, tra- stop training. Uh, right. And that's how I got into media. I got great, it's an overactive thyroid. I wasn't allowed to exert myself, so I was given two different pills to take. So I couldn't exercise. If I did, I, well, I was actually, I was three weeks away for doing two Tough Mudders in two days because we'd done one the year before. And I thought, that was easy. Let's do two in two days. And I was three weeks or something away for that. My training was awful. I kept getting pains and I just couldn't train right. And somebody at work goes, oh, you're out of breath and all you've done is walk 10 feet and you're out yeah. of breath. And I thought, oh, that worries me. My, my breathing's affected. So I went to my doctor and I ended up getting tested and I had graves. And I was told if I exerted myself, I was off work for about three, four months, I would drop dead. Yeah. I couldn't do nothing. It would excite me, like going a roller coaster and no shit like that. So, so yeah. I've been battling that for a few years. So I've been given no clear, but it's always a 50% chance it could come back. So it's just something I have to live with. So. But as I say, it got, it, it got me into the media side. I wouldn't be sitting here right now being interviewed yeah. by the great Danny. So. Yes. I was going to say Danny the Fanny after what happened today. <laughs> you got a cage warrior? What happened today? Okay. Remember the thing he said you got an email with cage warriors and you didn't check your oh, email? Oh, right, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, met, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've not got an email and all that. And I fucking messaged cage warriors and they're like, no, they should have got one this morning. And then you checked again and you had one. Yeah, well, yeah. working, yeah. mate, working, bad signal. But, but Lewis and Katie are the same. They're like, have you not heard about Bellator? Have you not heard about that and this and that about passes yet? And I'm like, because some 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 promotions wait a week before the event. It can yeah. be that it can be that late. But I'm like that, mate. I'm easy going, me, mate. Like I say, I just seen seen that someone had got them, so I thought, oh, best check if you've got them or not. Do you know what I mean? So, but like I say, yeah. I already so had it, it anyway. So is it local to you? Is it close? Cage Aye. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Stockport, so Manchester. So oh. 10 minute drive at most. There you go. I don't have a clue where that's stopped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll probably just get my missus drop me off. Or I might get a train up, depending depending what's going on. But five, you, 10 have minutes. You, have, you, have, you, have you spoke to Samuel yet? Because he's got his as well. I uh, messaged him a few weeks ago just to see who he was. Do you know what I mean? Not met him yet. But. Yeah. As I say, I'll create a group before that and we'll have you up to date, up to speed. So, you know, when you get there, you know exactly what you're doing, where you're picking your passes, what you're doing on the night and stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you'll meet James as well. 
Yeah, but another face for you, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There'll be three years there in the night. Oh, so. Oh, he's James going, is he? Yeah, he's going for. Remember, he applied for that his, his own wee outlet. So, right, I said, yeah. so he messaged me and goes, "Look, I've got these passes." And I goes, "Go, go." Yeah, anyway, you, you applied. You applied before you even came to yeah. Sydney, so it's fine. Just go for it. It'd be another oh, learning curve for him. That helps yeah. as well because he, he's it's a learning curve for him. And then we come to the next event, then he'll be ready to jump in for us anyway. So yeah, yeah. it'd be good. So he yeah, accepted. Have you been to Cage Warriors as a spectator before? No, I've not. Not been to UFC 204. That was amazing. But uh, no, I've been to Cage Warriors. So you've been to a big one, so you've not been there. Yeah. Cage Warriors, there's always a good atmosphere at Cage Warriors. No. Yeah. So. First one okay. in Manchester, mate. You, if you've not been, it, it's going to be an awesome, mate. I mean, if, have you ever seen anything in Manchester? I imagine it's a bit like what your Glasgow would be like or, or your Liverpool's. It's just atmospheres, just next level. It can't be as good as Man United at Old Trafford, surely. Well, it is at the moment, yeah. Miles better than that, yeah. <laughs> it is at the moment. <laughs> in, my, in my day, man, you were winning everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, same, mate, same. That was something Alex Ferguson was the manager of Aberdeen, which was my team. And then when you went to Man United, it was like, oh, I'll keep an eye, I hope he does well. But then obviously he came close to the sack. So it was five years of watching Pirst, and obviously he turned it about, and then he won everything, so... I kind of turned into a Man U supporter as well because of Alex Ferguson and all that, so I've been following him since. And now the last five years have been absolute piss as well, but as you say, you stick with them anyway and hopefully they'll turn it around someday. So yeah, yeah. we made a couple of good signings, so we'll see what happens in the summer and next season. But I think there's still a... That Liverpool is... It's a we're not beating Liverpool as horrible as it is. We're not beating I Liverpool know. anytime soon. I know. Klopp, he's such a nice guy. It's hard to hate him as well, isn't it? It's, kind of oh, those... it's Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, he he comes he's such a nice guy, Klopp, and his beliefs yeah, and all that as yeah, well. And I think it was a man you fan sent him a letter, ten year old kid. What was the it? The other day, I'm and he goes, uh, he's like, uh, he sent it to Liverpool, sent it to Anfield, and he got a reply off Klopp. He asked Klopp, uh, could you please lose a few games, and all that, because I support Man U <laughs> and all that. So Klopp gave him a detailed reply and all that, and said, look, I can't do that, and right. I need to do the best for because I work for Liverpool and all that, but as much. He goes, don't worry, Liverpool won't be winning any, everything forever. It'll come a time when Man you come back and all that. So, yeah. But there's a great respect between the two clubs. I thought it was really cool. And the, yeah. the, the guy's dad was like, oh, I kind of like Klopp now, even though he hated him because he's a Man U fan. He goes, I've got better respect. So it was nice of him to answer it. So, so it was yeah. a good thing to say. So. Yeah, it's good that. Have you uh, been to Old Trafford much, Jen? No, only a couple of times. Oh. That, was, that was years ago. Yeah. yeah. Can't be in the dreams. Well, I only go when we're winning. <laughs> no, I just say I, I I used to be a season ticket holder at Aberdeen. Right, yeah. I think there was one season I only missed three games, and that was like European games and just going to everything and all that. And I so I was just finished work and I'd be straight on the bus and go to the games and all that. And so, uh, so I done that for a few years and all that. And then it was all about making money in the site, so I started. I was working most Saturdays and all that. So, but I so. That was about it. So, yeah. See, I got about most games I go to now is Scotland because I'm in Glasgow. It's hard to go up to Aberdeen, so I go to the Scotland game. So I'm going up to the Scotland Israel game that's coming up soon. We need right. to win that. If we win that, we've got Norway or Serbia away. If we win that, that's us in the Euros, and we'll play in England at Wembley, and then we we'll get pumped, you fuckers. Get out of here, man! Not even, not even happening. Not a chance. Yeah. What happened when you came up to Hamden and scored the two light free kicks? Remember, like this, the place. Oh, remember. No. Nah, what was that for? 
that was that was the qualifying. Remember, uh, you were one 0 up. It was Harry Kane on it. I know Kane scored one. One 0 up. It was like three minutes to go. Lee Griffith scores a free kick. A minute later, he gets another free kick, and he goes, Buster, "Can you do the Buster, same Buster, thing? Buster, Done the same thing." And then I think it was Kane scored it right in injury time. It's because Gary Neville said, "I've never this place. I've never felt a stadium shake like Hamden. <laughs> that it was just off the Richter scale." And then fucking. So we're one 0 down with a few minutes to go, thinking we're getting beat. Then we're winning two one, and then fucking two two. Oh, I... so that was fucking electric. I was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Probably would have watched it, mate. My memory's shocking stuff like that. Uh, so that's what that's I'm saying. So you, you don't you don't beat us every game, but if if we win these two games, I think we'll beat Israel. We had them in the week, the Nations Cup. They beat we beat them at home, but they beat us away from home. But in Serbia, Norway, they they've got a good record at home. They don't get beat often, but. Uh, so if we do that, then we're guaranteed a couple of games at Hamden and we've got the one game against England. But the problem with England is they got every single game at Wembley apart from the quarterfinals, I think it is. So you must have a good chance of winning it. You would fancy your chances every game at Wembley. We always fancy our chances and just ends up being my last hurdle that lets us down. Yeah. Remember the Euros and all that? Was it Euro 96? I don't know old enough for that. Yeah, well, that's when I watched, I remember watching, I think it's 96, I was watching Scotland, it was actually a football tournament, we were playing Scotland and uh, we heard the bomb, we actually heard the bomb from where we were playing, Manchester yeah. bomb went off, but we were playing Scotland for that, so I think that was 96, was that France, France 96? No, it was in England. No, I mean, it was in France over the Euros. No, the, the Euros were in England. No. It was, England. was it? I was in 96. You must be thinking a different tournament. When was the Manchester bombing? Was that no later? That no Claire. 2000? Producer Claire, Manchester bombing. What year was it? Was that the concert one? No. No, no. Manchester City Centre. England were playing Scotland. I'm sure. What was it? 1996. Yeah, 1996. I thought we were. And you played this at Wembley when Gaza scored the winner. He done the dentist chair celebration. With a pool and a drink down his face. Oh, I was, was only ten. I was only ten. I won't remember that. Was uh, what did we share with France? Was it between France and England the games? I'm sure. Oh, it's France '98, no, wasn't no. it? Yeah, I'm getting France, confused with France '98. France '98. And we were all absolutely rubbered, and then we thought we had a chance here. Remember, Gary McAllister got the penalty, and Yuri Geller's in the helicopter waving his. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah it was spooked on GMCB. Remember, the ball moved when he took a kick, and Seaman saved it, but Yuri Geller <laughs> said it was me who made the ball move. And then Gaza went straight up the other end and scored a beautiful goal, put the ball over Colin Henry's head, and then scored it against his teammate, Andy Gorham, that's when he played for Rangers. Right. So. And that, that was me. I just collapsed. I was just like, the drink just hurt me all at once. See, if I won, I'd have been drinking for another few days. You know what I mean, but I just because it was just, oh, just just killed me. Just sucked the life out of me. You know what I mean? I was just, I was gone. Just because Scotland, England, you you had to win, you had to beat them. Yeah. So you get, especially because that was the Braveheart days, wasn't it? The Braveheart movie. You know, yeah, like, yeah. That that made you want to go and fight a few English watching that movie. <laughs> What about when, um, say, England are playing outside? Do you support them or against them? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like my Facebook, and you might see me at when at Euros. Like, so just say you're playing Norway, you might see a Norway flag pop up. Right, uh, yeah, you are there, man. And I'll go, I'll go, uh, and I'll and then I'll get a few people biting, going, "Oh, what? 
you you're not even nor you're not even Norwegian or that. And that's what I say. <laughs> I would when I say I'm half Norwegian. I mean, I've got. I mean, I've got a bit. I just make something up just to wind them oh, up. So I'm opposite me. I'd support Scotland if England were in the tournament or something. Scotland would do it. I'd I'd support them. But it's no, that it's no, it's no you guys. It's not the English people. It's the commentators and all that. They're so biased. People like Mark Lawrence and all that back in the day. You're so biased. You think you're going to win everything and all that. Yeah. You win it in that, it's a commentary and all that, and so-called professionals. It just annoys us, and you're just so biased. The same with independence. It's no. No, you guys were trying to get away. It's Tories, the people around yeah. the country. It's no nothing personal against England. Well, I'm born in England. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh, you better get an England flag then. Get no way down, man. Get an England flag. Up. I was I was born in Banbury, Oxfordshire, and my brother was born in Germany. My mum and dad were in the army at the time, so right. they were going for base to base and whatever, whatever. So I was born in Banbury. I was only there for about five minutes, and then my brother was born in Germany eleven months later, and. I think I've been in, after that we've been back to Scotland and I've been to Scotland ever since uh, I, I don't know my dad either at the time he, he left when I was a baby and all and then right. 33 years later I decided to track him down and I found him within a day so oh, aye. so it turned out he was a Jehovah's Witness and all that so alright so I'm I'm, I'm, random. I'm I'm no religious right but I was christened and all that and all with my family when I was young yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can hear my kids in the background, but it sounds yeah, like they're fighting. Right. Uh, <laughs> Go and tell us up if you want. I'll do some uh, adverts. I'll do the plugs. Right. So, uh, uh, where was I? So, I so I was christened, but I'm no religious. I went to church. I met Christina. Our whole family's Catholic. Some of them go to church, like Mia. Our auntie takes Mia to mass every Sunday, and Dario. Leo used to do it as well. He was a choir boy and all that. So I think right. Dario's got a communion coming up, but I'm no Catholic or nothing. And then obviously I met my dad, tracked him down, came up to visit us. I think he's a West, he's a Rangers fan up here, but he was a West Brom fan down there. I think he stayed in that area. But he came up, met him, kind of explained why he left and all that bullshit. It's shitty excuse. It's no excuse for leaving your kids. Right. And then, because he was a Jehovah, right? He couldn't get them birthday or Christmas presents. I thought, like, look, you've got grandkids here, right? He, he probably he won't even know about me. He was only five. He's probably been over that. He'll know about Rico and Daryl. Every time he phoned, he couldn't even remember their names. I'm like, your grandsons. Yeah. He can't remember their names. Oh, it's their birthday. Can I give my birthday present? Because Jehovah's don't do that and stuff like that. So I remember Jehovah came to the door and they're like, uh, try, to, try to get you to join them and all that. And they're like, I goes, oh, my dad's a Jehovah. Oh, really? That's brilliant. I'm like, no, because he, he left me when I was one year old. <laughs> now he's a prick. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, why would... No, he can't be a real Jehovah. And I'm like, yeah. But uh, he, he phoned me up, right? And uh, he's like, how's your day? Oh, it's pissing rain. I got wet and all that. And I go, how's your day? He goes, I got kicked in the balls. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I was knocking people's doors, trying to get them to convert. And a guy opened his door and he tried to slam the door in my face when I said I was a Jehovah, but I stuck my foot in the door and I wouldn't let him close the door. So he opened the door and put him in the balls. And I'm like, what well, fuck do you expect? That's yeah, so right. Like, I'd put him in the balls at all. So, see, Jehovah's, so obviously because he was Jehovah, I kind of looked into it a bit. And obviously their religion is quite different from others. There's no a heaven and all that. You just die. But the, the Jehovah's, when the world ends, only the Jehovah's come back and all this shit. So. So fucking, I'm not religious. So, so once, once I thought you kind of make it up to me by spoiling my kids and all that. So just we moved house to here, and we don't 
we disconnect to the house phones. We don't use it. We all use mobiles and all that. We never use yeah. the house phone now. Even though we pay ten pounds part of the bargain bill, but it makes it cheaper if it's part of the package. So we're cheaper right, with yeah. it. So so we don't. So he only had the house number. So obviously he can't rig that now. So I, I keep in touch with his sister and his sister's daughter, my cousin. No met her yet, but we always talk on Facebook and stuff, and we see like each other's posts and stuff. So I keep in touch with them. They're no Jehovah's. They're no weird and all that. But yeah. so a dysfunctional family. No, well, my my I've not seen my dad for five, probably six years. He won't even probably don't even know I've got grandkids. He's up near your way somewhere. I think he left when I was about thirteen, fourteen. Spoke to him about six years ago. He's uh, somewhere in Kokodi, last time I checked, but... It was no far. Uh, they weird, aren't they? So how come did they leave? Why did you don't know? don't know. Just went, well, I think another woman and just that's it. He went about... How old am I now? 33? About 20 years ago, that. I'm asking producer Claire how old they are. That's how bad my memory is. So, <laughs> so he could be dead for all you know, then? As far as I know, he could be dead, yeah. Okay. He uh, kind of self-invited himself to my wedding. That was about five, six years ago. But you uh, show up? Well, he kind of, I don't know how he got wind of it, but he got wind of it. And then I got a message saying, you know, oh, your wedding's on such and such. You know, I'll be there. It's like, well, yeah, okay. And then that's it. We actually had a baby. Our baby was born the day after the wedding. Oh, uh, you said that the other day. Yeah, it premature, wasn't it? Yeah, 10 weeks early. It was 10 or 11 weeks early. Um, so instead of thanking people for coming to the wedding, it was, oh, by the way, we've got, we've got a baby now. <laughs> is that the one he wouldn't know about then? Or? No, that was no, someone else's friend, that one, he didn't know about it. Yeah, we knew about it, like, but wasn't expecting so it the day after. So, so how many kids you got? Uh, two. Two. So you've got, how many have you got the same? We had five. Uh, well, remember I right. said Christina had Marco and she didn't know she was pregnant. Ah right, okay. Yeah. That, that was that was before I met her. So Christina went to the hospital, hospital with a sore stomach. Turned out she was pregnant, had a premature baby, Marco. It was only I think it was thirteen pounds. I said. So that was before I came, and then she met somebody else and had Leo. Then I came and met Christina, and we've had Rico, Dario, and Mia since then. So five kids. But Marco died before Christmas, just over a year ago. So yeah. uh, dodgy volume. He was with his mates. A couple of guys came in and goes, here, here's some pills and all that. They all took them. Uh, Mark, they all fell asleep. Michael didn't wake up. So, they lost, they're, obviously, he's got wee brothers and sisters and all that. So, Mia and Dario don't really understand kind of thing. You just think he's up in the sky and all that. But Rico kind of knows he, he died and all that. And yeah, so it's fair, up in the sky and all that. So, so Michael was... He was like a, he had ADHD and all that, so he always had problems at school and all that, and didn't get much. He was very smart. Same with Rico, we've got issues with Rico school, but he's ADHD. Uh, most kids with ADHD are normal to high intelligent, and you can tell when you talk to Rico, he's a bit smart cookie, you know. Uh, I used to, I used to open my iPhone when he was a one year old and all that, and he's a whiz, <laughs> he's a whiz with computers and all that, and uh, he create. Oh, I don't know if he was five six. He created his own Facebook and all that, and YouTube channel. He wanted to be a YouTuber no when he was five six, and he's created his own uh, email address and all that. And so when I found out, I goes, "No, you have to he's back on Facebook now." But at the time, I had to take him off and all that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The only way I found out is because he sent me a friend request. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" So he's a he's a very very smart kid, but he's having major problems at school. 
was excluded mm. again this week for smashing up the whole classroom and all that. So I've been uh, kids with ADHD are twenty five four four times more chance of getting excluded for school, which you can see because Rico's been excluded a few times, and they have issues with authority and all that. And some of the teachers were saying, "Oh, he does it on purpose," but everything he does is linked to his condition. It's a disability. They're actually going to test him for autism as well, so we're still waiting on that. So it's a shame because he's not getting the education that his brother's getting, Dario and all that, because Dario's normal. It's a shame. And that quite read about it. They say all schools are no cut out for kids with ADHD. Most schools are no. They have a problem, you know that. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of them need more help. As you say, it can be a handful here as well. They're starting to get a bit louder, so I might need to quiet them down soon, but they're no bad as now, but... It can be a handful, and when you got other kids, because just normal kids at the best of times can be can be a handful. But then when you got Rico as well, and, and you, me and Dario, they might look up to Rico and go, "Oh, Rico gets angry and throws a table." So you say to yeah. Dario, "Get off your tablet." He'll throw a table because Rico does it, and yeah. so they kind of copy him. So it can be very frustrating yeah. at times. But I wouldn't change and all that. That's who he is and stuff. But. So hopefully we can get him sorted for the big school. He could be primary seven in the summer. So. A year left, so hopefully we can find him a, a school, an yeah. academy that can help his needs and all that, and he can get a good education. Because Marco he couldn't really hold a job either, because he didn't like authority and all that, which is part of the ADHD thing. And just he ended up getting he ended up getting a house with a thousand pound a month, you no, know, because he was classed as disabled. I thought that's right. brilliant. So you could go to college and all that, but yeah. he started going to gym a lot, but just. Some of the people hung about, we were kind of getting in trouble a lot, and he ended up losing that house or something. I think he locked himself out, kicked the door on, wrecked it, and they're like, No, you're out. So he was always yeah. kind of going from place to place and all, but it's a shame. 21, I mean, you got your whole life ahead of you, and you. Yeah, it's yeah. not for that, man. But I just said, I got in time with Mark, so brilliant, no, just a shame. So. so I'm hoping Rico we can keep him into school, get his education, because I've, I've been in a group of ADHD people, and they were like, List your jobs. A few of them are like, I kind of hold a job, but some of them are scientists and all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Really, really good job. Yeah. Another one, fight, MMA fighters, that's another one. Gary Tonin, he's got ADHD. Yeah. World-class fighter and all that. So I'm actually got a few local gyms, got a grip house, new life and all that. So i am got a boxing club across the road there. So I've set a casino. I see David Galbraith, who does new life. He does a lot of kids' stuff in school. So I'll see him at On Top next weekend. I'll see about getting Rico problem with Rico is training in the class. Like at school, there's too many people and it's too noisy. He didn't like it. And he gets angry. Uh, when he's in the assembly, he needs to wear the ear mufflers and stuff. So, oh, right, yeah. so I don't know what he'd be like in the MMA class. Loads of kids screaming as well. He might not like that either. So I'll talk to David and we'll see if we can get a wee program going for him. Even if it was a wee one-on-one class or I have Dario training with him because he's just a couple of years younger. Stuff like that. So, I think we should yeah, be teaching it in schools, mate. Well, we should be what... teaching it from an early age. That's what that David Galbraith does. Uh, well, coach, they're getting stuff into school. Not just yeah. training and fighting, but mental, mental. Yeah, it's well. everything about, yeah, not just the actual punching and kicking, but just like the whole lifestyle of being a martial artist. Like you say, it's not just about fighting and self-defence. It's, it's about respect and all the things that go around it. Our lads go. Uh, Jack's five. He's been doing it since he was two. And he actually gets homework now. And he's, right. We've got to give it his teacher. He gets a sheet that he's got to fill out. Uh, this week, what's this week's producer, Claire? All about being courteous. All about being courteous. You know, open the door for people, say please, tell people oh, you look nice today and things like that. So I think it's absolutely that, brilliant. Is that to the school? Or to um, the no, no, it's separate. It's at, it's at uh, 12 gauge. 
Okay, but they give it us to like get everyone else involved to helping him. But we actually take the sheet into school for his teacher to sign off on it to say like, yeah, he's nice in school. He does this. He's courteous. Things like that. That's, that, that's really good, isn't it? That's yeah, really good. Yeah, we've only just brought it out. It's absolutely brilliant. I know that's I'll, good. Uh, that's something. Uh, yeah. that's, I'd yeah. love to get. That's a big good thing for Rico now to get into. Yeah. Because Rico, as you say, Rico just. When he gets angry, he doesn't know how to deal with it, and that's why yeah. he kind of lashes out, either hit his brother or tip a table or at school, smash up a whole classroom. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's Mike Fox. Mike Fox doing it, so I'll I'll get him on and obviously ask him about it. And that's a thing. Playing a bit more. Yeah. I know that that's a really good thing. Though, I like that. You don't you don't think about that when you you take your kid to MMA or karate and you know, all that. You don't think of that kind no, of side. I of think thing, it's just fighting, but no, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and it, be, it it goes towards the belt grading as well. So it don't, matter, right. don't matter how good he is, if he's not filled this farm in and done a certain level of like what's courteous, like I say, courteous this month. So if he's not done that, that's it. Not getting your belt. So what's he training? Is it jitsu or? Uh, or? Does kickboxing on a Tuesday, MMA on a Saturday morning, which is grappling and a bit of everything for MMA, and then jujitsu after that. And then when he's a little bit older, he'll start doing jiu-jitsu sparring. He's a little bit younger at the minute, but... So when when, when will they start doing the kind of no-headshot fights and stuff? Will you get into that kind of thing? When you're a bit I don't know. I don't know if he will. Um, if he's something he wants to do, he can do it, but it's not something I'm kind of going to push him into. Like if he, if he wants to do it, he can do it, but don't know. don't know if he will do it yet. He's trying to... Obviously, he's only five, so he's still trying to figure out his little little attitude. Because that gets a lot of kind of hate and all that when you see kids kind of fighting and all that. Uh, yeah. That's something that David, the new life, he's away. I'm just waiting on a press release for them. Uh, he's going to be doing something similar to that, getting kids not only training. He does the little gladiator stuff, but they're going to be actually fighting. But yeah. I'm guessing it'd be strict rule sets, no headshots and all that. Yeah, stuff. well, I mean, we've all got we've got head guards on, got gloves on, got body chest when they're sparring. Obviously, jujitsu is a bit different. But they're going on the bit. Oh, something's happened there. In Scotland, they're doing that in football. Is it, if you're under 16, you kind of head the ball or something. So it's 16, oh, right. 40 or 14. They brought that law in no long ago. So because it, it's all probably brain makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I just so read the ball the all the time, so it makes a lot of sense, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they're quite strict with kids and all that. No headshots, and which I agree with. I don't think kids because kids they might not really have a choice. You've introduced no point, them to that. No, so that will be. Remember the what was it? Will Smith film. The American football with the head trauma and all that. Oh, yeah, I've not seen that actually. Should watch we, that. We, we interviewed the actual doctor guy. It was Jim right. done it. He got a hold of him. We'd done an interview and he was like, football, MMA, everything. Kids shouldn't do it. No headshots, no contact till they're 18. When they, and then they can make their own adult choice. That's what he believes. <clears throat> He's trying to get the laws changed so it's nothing, no contact till you're 18. And then Makes sense, I suppose, because your body's developing, isn't it? But at the same yeah, time, yeah. He believes kids are not getting a choice because that's what they're introduced to with their parents and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I don't agree with that. I've, I always say to Jack, like, do you want to do it? Are you enjoying it? He enjoys it. So he's doing that, it. I said, if you ever don't want to do it, you don't, you know, I want you to do it. I want you to enjoy yourself, but you don't have to. Obviously, that doctor guy could explain it better than me. The article will still be on the website. I'll look at it for you to have a look. But it's an interesting article. But even I thought, hmm, that's a bit, I don't know if you'll get the all changed with that, but. Mm. But it's going that way, and you got, as I say, that that law in Scotland with the head and the ball. That's going to be that. They seem to do everything in Scotland first, and then then introduce it for the rest of the UK. So I can see that coming in. 
for the rest years as well. But makes it's a hard sense, one. Really. That's trauma, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It makes sense. But I remember when I was wee, you got a sore head sometimes head in the ball because it was heavy. Yeah, yeah. But We'd I make a point of kicking it as high as you can, wouldn't you, and get it on your head. That'd all be, always be me getting the biggest kick up. <laughs> but as I say, balls are a lot different nowadays and they move different and I think they're lighter as well, and I don't think they're as heavy as what they were in my day anyway. Uh, Casey's, do you remember them old school bad boys? <laughs> have a Casey on your head, you're going to know about it. Or you get slapped off your thigh and all that, you oh. have a ball, ball muddy mark on your thigh and all bummies. that. Did you ever play bummies? You might have called it something else, but like whoever scores... Whoever loses at the game, you got a face against the wall and everyone kicks a ball at your ass. No, we didn't, <laughs> didn't do that. I've, I've seen like videos on Facebook, it seems uh, like it came in and all that kind of stuff. No, we didn't do stuff like that. Too busy it. winning. It's my phone going off, is it? Can you still hear me, I? My phone went funny. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Like, it's about 50 notifications going up and doing and doing. Yeah. But I know, so. So, it's said. You're when you're a parent, you kind of think you know you know what's best for your kids and all that. But it'd be quite strict if they said kids kind of fight till they're eighteen and stuff. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not really keen on him fighting, but if you do start sparring, but it's more jujitsu sparring. Do you know what I mean for proper sparring? See, so, uh, you you all used to fight in primary school, didn't we? When we were young and bar your heads off the road and stuff like that. And <laughs> we turn that off. So at least, at least, at least in MMA, it's like supervised, isn't it? It's safe. Oh yeah, yeah. And the dad aren't fighting on the streets and all that, isn't it? So that's one good thing. But hopefully, I'll get Rico. I know Dario wants to get into Rico because he's ADHD. Same with Marco. You get guitar lessons and this and that. He just you quit after a while. Can you be honest? You know what I mean, so yeah. I don't know if Rico will be the same. He might just do it. For, he might do it a couple of hours and then ah, oh, fuck this. But we'll see. I think it'd be good for him because I said a lot of fighters with ADHD and Gary Tonin said that saved his life. He said that mm-hmm. what a difference it made and it took his mind off him, discipline and all that as well. So we can only give it a go and we'll see. We'll see yeah, I'd definitely advise doing it, like I say. Just not even for the fighting side of it and self defence, just for I, all I, of it really. Respect I, in it as well. Big thing. Teach him discipline. Fitness and all that as well, isn't it? Yeah. That that's something we have at this time of year, the weather shit kind of take him out or nothing and he's sitting in the house and no get yeah. like in the summer we've got we've got, we've got a 16 foot trampoline whatever in the garden and all that I can take him across the road for the football he's always out in his bike playing with his mates and go we'll bounce him in the trampoline if he's still hyper an hour before bed you just kind of do kind of do it in this weather you know what I mean try to yeah. tire him out and all that so obviously that's another thing training for an hour at new life and all that might just wear him doing a bit as well especially right. if he's not used to it and all that so you need to tire your kids out or you're not going to get a good night's sleep because Rico could wake up at two in the morning and see once he wakes up, he's not going back to sleep. Yeah. And you'll try and wake everybody else up. There you go. So stuff like that as well. You go into work, you're only having a couple of hours sleep because you've been up with Rico and stuff. So, so it's hard, but I wouldn't change him anyway. It is, it is who he is, but... You're an early riser anyway, aren't you? Half four, isn't it? You've got to start... Well, it did, well, it did, no, well, it was over the pressure and all that when I was full time and all that. I was getting up at that time. So, uh, when it, it's, I'm back to normal now, so I'm tomorrow, what am I? Tomorrow I'm 20 past eight. I, right. I need, don't need to start. So, I'm at, when the weather comes in, I'll probably start training again. I, I would get up at three in the morning and go to my 24 hour gym, pure gym and all that, and do a workout and all that. Come back, have breakfast and all that. 
and just it just set you up for the day. A bit like Joe Rogan always says, if he misses a workout, it feels like shit. Yeah. But I, you know, I go to gym three in the morning and all that and train out. When I was training before I got in the graves and all that, I would go to gym before work, go to work, bike to work, go to work, bike back, then run up to my MMA gym and all that, do a two-hour session and run back and stuff like that. I'd work out in the house as well and all that, and do weights and all that. I just, I was just daft every single day because people yeah. say, oh, you're, you're knacker yourself, you'll be tired, but I never felt better. Just every single day, biking, running, whatever. Creating, I would do a two-hour session at the gym and then we'd do half an hour sparring when you're actually breathing out your ass. That was the best time to spar. So when you did get in a fight, you, you're just totally different. You felt so strong and all that. So yeah. after that, so I know I lo- loved those days. And then obviously I got the grades. I can still train again. Just kind of train every single day like I used to. I know my limits now. I'm actually a human. But <laughs> no, I know. I loved that. I just ran everywhere. So once the weather gets a bit better, I'll be back. I'll go run along the canal and stuff. I'll get the bike out and, and stuff like that. So Yeah, I need to get, get on the bike a bit more. Uh Loved biking. I've been on a bike since when I finished was five. I've always had a bike yeah. since I was five and all that. Just used to bike everywhere with my mates and all that. Uh, when I was 12, I was bored. My bike was fucked. My mum's like, why you didn't take my bike? It's one of those wee bikes, nobody baskets and all that in the front. And I thought, where the fuck am I going with that? So I went to the local swimming pool and there was loads of people on bikes. It turned out it was like a I didn't know at the time, it was the Inbroody Great Bike Run, a 26-mile bike run. You had professional racers from Aberdeen. You had people doing it for charity and all that. And they just started biking off. No, just I was coming down the hill. I thought, I'll follow these guys. And then obviously, <laughs> you're going uphill. How old was I? Fuck, I was really, really young. Like eight, nine or something. And I just started following them. And then I got, I was by myself, going up this hill, struggling. And then I seen this little we signs orange triangles and then I realised that's what you need to follow to go down the oh, coast. Yeah. So I'm going up hills and all that and doing hill and it was just I was fucked. And then my chain came off. I couldn't get it back on. I thought I thought I was gonna start greeting. I had no idea where I was. I was a few miles away from home and a guy in a, a racer, he stopped and goes, He got my chain back on. I like, can't fuck for that. And so I ended up doing a twenty six mile bike run. Went okay, back to my mum and she didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so it was a yearly thing that, and then I started doing that bike run every year after that. Ah. So I ended up doing that by accident. So, right. <laughs> so I ended up doing it. Uh, never won it though, because it was always like professional cycling yeah. clubs from Aberdeen coming in and doing it. But we used to finish in the top 10 and stuff and all that. So on my, my, sure. my, mountain, my mountain bike. So, yeah. uh, so it was brilliant. Uh, so mountain bike profession. Yeah, but say uh, Rico, he's like me. He loves his bike and all. So coming summer, he's always on it, even to school and stuff like that, and with his mates. Uh, problem with Milton is if you leave a bike lying about, it's gone. It's uh, wild everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, happens everywhere. That pain, a lot of wankers, aren't they? Yeah. Was that Budo? Sorry, Udo sorry for you, Claire. <laughs> are you, you, you allowed to swear? Yeah, I try not to swear, man. Do you know what I mean? But you, I do you, swear you, a lot normally. I do normally swear you, a lot, but I'm trying not to get, on camera. Give, give your producer a wee buzzer, right? So every time you swear, you can buzz it. Fine. Dane should have a buzzer here. Every time I swear, you can buzz it. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. It's like BT Sports, isn't it? When you're watching the UFC and, the, the, and all of a sudden the sense of the noise of the crowd, oh, isn't it? So it, it does, man. Nothing. It's horrible, yeah. isn't it? You, you, it ruins you ruins the rest of it. It ruins the rest of what they're saying as well. 
I don't know because cause it's been screened in America I think there'll be about a 7 second delay when it's broadcast over here so I don't know if they've got somebody saying yeah, you definitely. Here, make it here. they yeah. must have something because you can't predict when they're going to swear do you so, well I think they allow it from up until probably maybe two fights before a main event I think it's a watershed maybe like 4 I, hour 4 I, or something and it's, then it's, for the I main event that's when you believe the most important one that you want to listen to that's when it all gets bloody blanks out. Because uh, they think kids might be getting up early and yeah. whatever. And watching, uh, fighting it, and start but remember, swearing. Uh, remember it was Bellator? Remember it stopped and Peppa Pig came on? Was it? <laughs> remember that? I, that was just last year. There was a Bellator event on and it was cut short by a fight and Peppa Pig started. So whoever oh, who was in charge of Channel 5 obviously messed that up, messed up their job there and they've got on Peppa Pig. Because I remember that people were ripping the piss out of Bellator the next day and all that. Peppa Pig came on Five in the morning or whatever. That's so, ridiculous. Their TV deals a bit weird, Bellator. The Channel Five, Sky Sports, their app, YouTube. It's crazy, that, isn't it? You, you can watch it. You can watch it in about twelve different channels tomorrow night. Like Chris Bungard's main event, because it's no part of Bellator Dublin, that's getting blacked out. So you can't even stream it anywhere, and it's not going to. You won't be able to see that till three in the morning in Sky Sports. It's not make any sense that. I don't no. know why they do these joint cards. It should just be Bellator Dublin. Yeah, UFC, yeah. UFC wouldn't go right. We'll do UFC Dublin and we'll do UFC 250 in the middle of it. Just don't make sense, does it? Someone could be living next door to the stadium and not be allowed to watch it, and it's happening right next to him. I mean, not can we can't watch it for hours. What's that about? So Chris Bungard, Lou Long, I think is the other one, the Welsh guy. He's on the, that main card as well, which we won't see till three in the morning. But hopefully, have you opened the light box account yet, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> no comment, Jeff. The time people watch this, it'll be too late. But because that card's blacked out, and it happened last time, I put on Ladbrokes. I think I was looking at UFC, something afterwards, and I thought, they're still taking, that fight's over. Why are they still taking bets on it? And then I messaged Adrian Stevens, the Cage Warriors fighter, because I know he likes a bet. And he, and he checked a few bookies, and when they take it, I goes, try Ladbrokes. Oh, it's taking it. So we put a few bets on, even though the fights were decided. And we thought Ladbrokes would do us, and then they paid it. So, and so not many nothing people wrong know with, this. Nothing, Ill- nothing illegal about that, is it? No, completely legit. And we put the bet on, and they paid out. So we're hoping they might make the same mistake tomorrow night. So we won't know because half seven that card that's blacked out starts till ten. So we'll find out then. So just imagine Chris Bunger, the odds and him to win. Right, he's the underdog by a mile. Yeah. So imagine he pulled out the upset and he stuck a hundred pound on that man. He'd be looking over a grand back for that. To be Jesus. continued next week. Uh, so episode two, episode two, you're going to have a wad of money. And money Special thanks for Peter uh, Knox for the tip. Yeah. Gold earphones, gold uh, microphone. So, uh, so that's what I'm saying. It just, it just, I don't, it's something I noticed by accident that I've not taught a lot of people. So if you talk too many people and the first fight happens and then Lou Long, whatever, if he won or something, then we all, right? 50 people put £100 on. Yeah, maybe Especially, not telling everyone, get technology well, to edit this bit out. Yeah. Exactly, live books will suss it out, but what we don't do is the exact finish, because it might suss it as well, so we just put it on whoever to win. You know what uh, I mean? You don't you want to go all oh, long wins at three rounds, 15 minutes, seconds, <laughs> with, a, with a rear naked choke, exactly. Because then you'll be thinking, what the fuck's going on here? So yeah, we just, we just yeah. put, it on, put it on the nose kind of thing, put them on the win and see what happens. But. That's yeah. mad, that. Well, people do that as a profession, don't they? And I don't think it's illegal. People travel around with, like, proper high-tech equipment and beat the bookies to the results. Have you seen you the documentary that on that? 
Yeah, oh, people that's... go all over the world doing races, even dogs. We go over Cheap. America, we stream, we stream the results. So they might be a time delay from America to live yeah. 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 Even if it's that. two seconds, even if it's two seconds, we can beat the odds. I'll find that for you as well. Make a note of that, Claire. Beat the bookies. The one the other beat the bookies I know is you know that site you, you can be the bookie. No. So you, can, so you can be a bookie basically. You go into this site and go, I'll give you six to one in this horse. So you'll go, right. you, but you do it from a bookie. So you go into a lad books and go, you'll look at a race and go, he's five to one, he's six to one. So you, you bet on the horse that's five to one and you give out odds of four to one. So uh-huh. if the horse got, so you, uh, is people do that for a profession. There's a guy, Gary, I played in the PlayStation. I got to know him. His dad did that. And they've been banned for nearly every bookies in London. So they have to go out and about. They, and they're so big a customer with one bookie, they took him to Old Trafford and put him in a VIP box and all that. But they didn't realise they were shafting all the bookies by doing that. So they go on the bookies. That price, and that's the price we can be a bookie here. So win or lose, they were always making money. Nice. So, so it was just a week on. I don't know if they still do that. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Tough one, then, because everyone who's winning there's always someone who's losing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a mug's game. Well, that was uh, betting, isn't it? As I, well I, can't, I think the last bet I put on would have been that bet. I, I, I used to do a, a week coupon. So £5, £10 a weekend. Yeah. I, might, I might do that. Both goal, both teams to score kind of coupon on that. But I had a friend to school. Her husband was addicted to gambling and they, they, the machines and all that. You know, where you can bet £100 a minute and all that. Yeah. So he, he committed suicide. She didn't even have a clue that they were that. Right. The money he was losing in debt. And then he committed suicide and it all came out. So she started a, a programme and teamed up with other people who've lost people through gambling. And they got the rules changed no long ago. They were all over the news. Yeah, it's two pound now, isn't it? Two pound maximum. Yeah. yeah. So that that was because of that my friend and the people she teamed up with. They got it reduced down, but they can't reduce it online. Right. No, like uh, for a certain amount of time, so you can still go online and bet the same money and all that. So, but that's what I'm saying. It was an MMA fighter, a legend. I did mention it in your wee private banner group, but nobody picked up on it. Advertising a betting thing, and I thought no. Just betting, no many people can just bet for fun, is it? A lot of them just, yeah, yeah. A guy at work, oh, you know? I know you're on about, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, so, I wouldn't be an advocate of it either, but that's what I'm saying. I, what see, we get emails every day. Um, I work on behalf of my client, we'd like to advertise on your website, you know, that who is it? Gambling company, no, thank you. There is strict rules in Facebook. You need special permission, you need written permission for Facebook to put stuff on, or they'll take you down. Right. It's very hard to ad- I don't think you see much advertising for gambling on Facebook, do you? It's very strict and you need written permission yeah. and all that. You need to be I, know you used to. I don't know if you still do, but I know you used yeah. to. It need to be like a live box or something. Yeah, I'll bet. All these, all these, all, all, these up, all these upcoming sites and all that, you don't know if they're, they're legit or not. So, so you can go on a site you don't know, bet money, and they don't pay it, nothing, because they're just taking yeah. your money and stuff like that. So aye, it's very, very strict. So we just stay out of it totally. Yeah, just, don't blame you. Uh, causes people pain and lose money and all that. There's one local bookie in Postal. There's a video on Facebook not long ago. Guy lost all his money, so he started smashing all the machines and all that. Most of life, man. Saying that, I have one big one. Put £100 on a number on roulette and that come in. It's three and a half grand. Hello, I, oh, mate. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I went in you, with 50 quid. Were you drunk? Uh, wasn't too drunk. I was a bit drunk. Went in with 50 quid, a few of my mates, and uh, kept winning. Don't know how, kept winning a few quid. Ended up having maybe 
don't know, say I had 600 quid buzzing. So I thought, right, I'll go and cash it in. And you know what they're like when you go and cash in, they give you like the bigger chips or whatever. So I had six chips for that. Put five in my pocket, this one's going on. And it come in, didn't it? Couldn't believe it. Come in. I sat down, everyone's everyone's cheering, screaming around. I'm just sat there in disbelief. Like That's how it starts, isn't it? Yeah, and after that, I was like, oh, I really, you know, like I say, I love love doing it, but few and far between now, maybe once a year, not even that. That's good that you've done that, but as you say, that's how it starts. You get that wee buzz, don't you? And all that stuff. I used to do like I used to do the cash machines. I had a guy that used to work in the carnivals and all that. He showed me a wee trick. He goes when you put the pound coin in, it double clicks. It means the the things fall. It goes in a reserve thing. It means it's going to pay out soon. So we used right. to test this, and it was small bandits. It was a fifteen pound jackpot. We used to take a hundred pound out of them and all that. So right. I only done it because he knew when it was going to pay out. So but I've not done that for years. So because every time you go you go up to the bar and go. Uh, can I get his change for notes? How much is it? A hundred pounds. That's only a fifteen pound bandit. I know. <laughs> then people go, how much you put in it? Uh, Five pounds. <laughs> they wouldn't believe you and all that. So we used to do that and go down the bandits, or we'd sit beside a bandit and we'd wait. So we'd watch people pump money in it and go, hang on, that's double clicking. If they come off it, we jump on it. Kind of thing. So right. just just because he worked the carnage, but I think the machines have all changed. Uh, probably that system probably wouldn't even work now. That that's yeah, back. Mug, mug's game anyway, isn't it? Uh, 50. As I say, that's why we don't have nothing to do with gambling. When we first done the website, we kept getting people, oh, they're going to pay us for doing that. And then I thought, hang on, it's gambling, it's too dodgy. So, yeah. fuck it, fuck it. I don't mind we had Flutter on uh, UFC. I normally do one of them, like, couple of pounds on a ridiculous, like, the full card, do you know what I mean? Try and get the full card. Quid, you'll probably win, like, 200 grand. Well... Ask me, I did win the MMA UK Prediction World Cup. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, when's that starting back up again? So, is it up? Well, well, no, well, we've done that with Brad Pickett, James Doolan, Aidan Stephen, I'm trying to, Aiden James, I'm trying to remember all the big names. Kerry had a couple of Americans, Alicia and all that. So we had quite a few big names in it as well. And obviously a member of the staff captain each country. So we've done that. I somehow won it. They're saying it's a fix. <laughs> but I, I, did, I did have a strategy it's a winning strategy but the first few weeks I was just betting on who I thought would win and all that and uh, KO yeah. second down and I thought hang on how hard is it to predict which round to KO and all that so I did a bit of research and I found out the majority of fights go to decision three round fights mostly go to decision even heavyweight most fights go to decision right. so you get double bonus points for it going to decision rather than fight to choose a submission or a KO so I thought so I, I, all I did was list of fights on the bookies. Who's the favourite? I choose the favourite to go to decision every single fight, even the heavyweight fight. And you'd be surprised oh. how many got a decision. The five round fights, they're fifty fifty. They don't always go yeah. to decision because they got a couple extra rounds. But all the other fights, you'd be surprised. They all went to decision. And all of a sudden, I started climbing up the leaderboard. And then a few weeks ago, I just took off. Took off. And I thought, fix, and if you'd understand fix, how I did it, so. <laughs> I'll need to start doing that in the bookies. Just take a tenner and go right. Yeah. Go fight. Go every fight. The favourite for a decision. Try that and see what happens at the end. I don't like the odds on fighting. Same with football. It's like you got to put I, too I, much I, money I, on to get too much back. Unless it's a ridiculous bet. I just don't I, see the I, point. Aye, like Chris Bunger to knock out Primus in the first 10 seconds. You get good odds for that. Yeah, that'd be good odds, so, yeah. But what's what to, saying, someone to win? It's like 10 to 9 or something. You have to quit on to win a tenner. But, but if you did it, every single fight, every single card, UFC card over the course of a year, I bet you'd have a few hundred of this sitting there. Yeah, true. 
Rather than a few hundred down from losing from over little one pound bets. Uh, as I say, I've, I've done what you've done as well, like football, choose 50 matches, both teams to score with a pound, you win five million quid, but they never come in. No, I never had, come in, I've had a few good ones, I've had one, I've had £300 and all that, with 10 games uh-huh. to come in and all that, but I uh, know, as you say, so, but do not on bets, Just I used to choose the favourites for every country, like when Man U were winning, so it'd be Man U, uh, Real Madrid, Spain, Juventus, uh, just put, yeah. your, put a wee shoot in Bayern Munich, just put all them in a wee pot and they would win most weeks, but... But you get the me and a guy, Tilly, from the PlayStation guy, from my PlayStation pound. You have these Facebook betting experts, and you start with a pound, and they'll take you to a thousand pounds. Uh, have you done some of that? Yeah, we we, we, we we found one. We thought, this guy says he's good and all that. But see, if you research him, they fuck it up, and then they start a new page. And they say uh, they've been doing it for 20 uh, years, uh. but they know. So we've done one. It came, uh, we were over a hundred pounds anyway, and it was a Barcelona game. It's messy and all that we're thinking against a shitty wee team. This is brilliant. This would be easy. So I've never. See, you only started with a pound, but see when you're actually sticking a hundred pound in the bet, it's quite nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah, even, uh, a bit different with using a quid. So, so we both stuck it on, and, and we thought I was coming home from somewhere, and he messaged me, "Have you seen the score?" And I'm like, "What? Barcelona's getting beat one 0 and it's like the 85th minute." I'm like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna lose that money. I knew we should have cashed it." Then Messi popped up with two fucking late goals and we got the money and we like, cash out, fuck that, yeah. we're not doing that again. No more. It just, it does, because to get the thousand pound, you have to end up having to put a few hundred pound on to get it. Because yeah, it's, all, it's an odd on bet, but as you say, there's always, like, you pick all the favourites, the big clubs, there's always one of them at drop points. Yeah. I always noticed around about Champions League, Bayern Munich, Juventus would rest players. And you'd be playing yeah. a Diddy team and they'd end up drawing and that'd be a pooping buster. So... It is, it's, 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 it's a mug game, but yeah. I, that one's, we, we should do that, actually, we should do that, do an MMA UK one, Yeah, yeah. we all, we all, we all put a pound in, and we'll pick a one fighter each, and make an accumulator. Yeah, sounds good. That'd be alright, eh? We just don't mind a one... pound, don't mind a pound, like I said, I only put a hundred quid on, because I already won six, do you know what I mean, so it's like, even though it's still a lot of money. That's what we should oh, do, every, every event. So like this weekend is Bellator, UFC and the boxing. We could all put a pound in each and we all pick one fight each and we just put it in the accumulator. We'll have a kitty. Then end the new year. If you still work for us, we'll see, you'll get your share. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sack everybody in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the money myself. Yeah, go a bit of boxing. Do you watch, you watch your boxing? I'll be watching it, yeah. Will you be staying up for it? Oh, morning job. What, what, what time's the... Most, I used to stay up all the time. Every yeah, event. Yeah. But, but now, because the kids know that, I usually go to my bed early. So unless it's a really, really big one, and we've nothing with the kids planned, I'll say to Christina, look, can I get a lie in on Sunday? Because I'm going to stay up much. And she'll be like, as long as you're not fucking screaming at the TV. Because if, if somebody gets knocked out, I'm like, woo! I'm just, yeah, I'm got to enjoy it, So I get excited. Yeah. Even though I, when I still see a knockout, I still get I still get excited. Or you get one of those fights, there's a humdinger and all that, and they're just both going at it and all that. No, I... I, I Get to bud flowing and all that. Yeah, whole part of watching it, isn't it? I, no I, would love, there. I would love to watch this rematch, a boxing rematch. It is something maybe worth staying up for, and you've got the UFC yeah. as well to watch. So I'll probably stay up. I'll probably, because I know once it's done, if I get up in the morning, I'll find an easy light to watch it for free. But obviously, if you're staying up and watching a stream, you've got a chance of crashing and lagging, especially a fight like this. There's yeah. a lot of people streaming it, wouldn't there? Oh yeah, so probably more people deep. streaming than there is people paying. But trying to get the stream to work as well, to well, there's too many, be too many people in it. It just depends. on you, know, you might get lucky. 
I don't know pounds. about anything like that, mate. I pay it. Pay my Are way. You, watch it. A year? How much is it? 25? No? What is it? I don't know. I normally just wait until the night. And if I know I'm going to stay up, I'll it's do 20 it. Or tw- it's 20 not. or 25, but uh, it used to be an early bird thing, didn't it? They used to say if you order it the week before, you'll get it for 15. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? They don't know. They don't do it. They've not done it for years. But caught a non that you're going to pay anyway, so just pay the full price. I remember boxing in my day when you had Frank Bruno, Nigel Byrne, Eubank. You used to have them all on the same card. It'd be like a super card. Every single yeah, fight yeah. would be a decent fight. And now all they do is have one big fight and then the rest of the card you don't really know. So unless you're really into boxing. They're not even good that good fighters either, really. Like, like I say, unless you're really into it. But MMA, every fight, you pretty much guaranteed a half-decent fight at least. If not, good fights all the way throughout, from the bottom level all the way to the top. The thing with Fury Wilder is it's got the, it could be like the last one went to distance, you had that knockout at the end and you got up like The Undertaker and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's quality yeah. that. I, I'm saying that's a fight worth paying for. Yeah. This fight has got the potential to end in 10 seconds if Wilder yeah. connects. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's one of those, you could pay 25 quid and it ends just like that. There's a lot more hype as well because of the last fight. There's a load more hype on this one, which normally acts for a fight that's not going to yeah. not gonna do it. Dad works on the TV right now. It's ITV, it's on, and they're advertising the fight. So they're advertising it everywhere. And that's them showing the knockout when Wilder walked away, but he got back up. Even I thought, I watched that in the morning. I found a, I waited till it was done. And I just Googled a thing and I got straight into it. I just watched it from start to finish. And when you got knocked down, I thought, that's it. He's dead. He, he, was, he, was, just, he was totally out, wasn't he? Yeah, what did you fight him? I don't want to counting. Yeah. Wave it off, get it done. And then he got up and I'm like, what the fuck? But I, I had a feeling it would be a draw. I thought, and it took a bit long to get the judges' scores. I thought, they're going to rig this. It's all about money, isn't it? Yeah. And Fury's already good on that we might have a third one rather than go for Joshua, if, it, kinda, if it's a tight, close fight. Especially if he's getting, because I think he's getting more money for this two fights than he's had in his career. Do you think Joshua's going to do the trilogy with Ruiz? I think he has to. Well, I think Louise was, I think he was, I seen pictures of him training the other day and he was looking slim and all that, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, we've, been, we've been fooled by this before, remember? And he was out, well, he wasn't really in shape that last one, wasn't he? But I don't know, it's no, it's not a fight I'm kind of, see, obviously Joshua, you want to see Joshua fight the winner of Tyson yeah, yeah. you want to see a Wilder, you want him to fight one of those, but uh, as you say, it's, it's, it's... I'd like to see Louise fight one of them as well, though, to be fair. Yeah. I'm 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 not into boxing like I used to be, but those three just it's like tennis, hen uh, no, Murray, uh, Yorkovich, Rafa, uh, Spanish guy, Nadal, and Pedro. Well, it was a four of them, but they had, I mean, how lucky <clears throat> was Andy Murray? He got the three of the best players in the book in all time yeah. tennis and that. So this boxing something summer, he got three. Yeah, yeah. People were saying heavyweight boxing <clears throat> dead for years, no being the same since Tyson days and all that, but. It just—it's got me in it, and you know? it's got me excited. Yeah, so, I got yeah, I got back into it a bit. And and it's not just—it usually it used to be like mainly American boxers, but you got you got uh, Wild and Fury and all that, so it gets a lot more interest for us. But like I get—I like Tyson Fury, I think they get character, but I've just got a feeling Wilder's going to knock him out and knock him out for good in this one. I've just got that feeling it's going to—it won't be as late on as the last one. I think he's going to catch him early, but I, we all know Fury's. A much better technical boxer, and you'll 
I know he says he's going to knock him out with two rounds, but I don't think he's going to. Looks a lot slimmer, doesn't it? Have you seen him? Did you see the uh, like the weigh-ins? But beforehand, yeah, it looks a lot slimmer. A lot slimmer. Yeah, that 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 means he's going to fight at a distance. If he was going to, yeah. if he was looking to knock him out, he'd come in heavy, wouldn't he? And, yeah. And going inside, but then you're risking. As you say, he he kept Wilder at bay for most of that fight, didn't he? Until. I mean, he's, so he's done quite only takes right. one, doesn't it? Well, maybe it right. takes two for Fury. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I think if he gets Fury earlier on, then he yeah. knows he's got plenty of time to put him again. It's already a bit of controversy about the judges. I think they're all American, aren't they? Yeah. As well. So Fury behind him. Well. Uh, so I, I think if it's if if it's only a couple rounds in it and comes to the end, I think they'll just go on another draw again, wouldn't they? Just can get a third fight. <sighs> If he goes a distance, I don't know. I don't know if he can. It probably depends, doesn't it? I mean, that Canelo and uh, was it Canelo and Triple G? That was shocking. That one. That was one where it was proper turned on the other side, wasn't it? I think we did it twice, didn't we? Uh, I didn't really watch them, so I don't. No, I, don't really watch, I watched them after, like. But I remember thinking, there's no way he won that. Not a well, chance. Mick Kane, I don't know if you know him. Too, he works for us. Uh... Uh, he's more he's our boxing guy and all that he's right anything about boxing just say to Mick he knows, he knows he's good yeah, yeah. what's well, another story that was him Mick too well. he's I think he worked I think he writes for two three different boxing sites I think and he also writes I think Celtic View and that union that my work CW right, yeah. he done an article for them and he was looking to do because he works for BT so he's in a union same union as me but he, he contacted The Voice to do a magazine, a union magazine, just to see their story. When they found out he'd wrote about MMA, he ended up doing an MMA article. So he ended up doing an MMA right. UK article about one of Connors. Well, it was about MMA in general, and then Connor, well, obviously, you need to invention Connor, don't you? Yeah. To get a few more hits and all that. So he came to me to get a, a quote and all that on it. So, But Mick, Mick's the, he's a boxing guy, so anything you want to know about boxing, <coughs> you know Mick, and he knows it, though. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, I'd say boxing, still watch it. This is I'm more interested now in the heavyweight division, but I don't watch it as much. I'm interested in like Eubanks and all that. They make it a bit and Ben. He's been uh, son boxing and all so I'm kind of. I say there's a little bit few upcomers now, isn't there? So I, I just used to watch uh, obviously Prince Nazim growing up. Ricky Atten watched most pretty much uh, all of Ricky Atten's well, fight. He lives up the road, you know what I mean? Well, when I first met Casina, it was Ricky versus Mayweather. Casina didn't watch none of that, uh, and yeah. she should go. She when we first met. She's like, oh, you ain't the boxing? I'm like, I So I showed, told her about Ricky Hart and she started watching all the YouTube videos of him slagging off Mayweather. And she, she ended up yeah. staying up watching that fight. She never stayed up watching right. the fight ever again. Oh, I was gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. It got a bit heartstruck, man. I know. That's what it is. Because I was meant to be going up to Aberdeen the next day, but I was that fucked. I was deflated and drunk. And I thought, fuck it. I'll <laughs> wait another day. I'll go up to my work a day late. But no, I. So, Christina. Watched that fight, but she's never watched a fight since and all that. But uh, Ricky Hatton was someone else. Yeah. So, that was in boxing, you could be all boxers and all that. But, yeah. But the problem with Ricky was out of fights, you got Ricky Fatton, his nickname, wasn't it? He just kind of, he was well well overweight when he wasn't in between fights, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, uh, put a lot of weight on there. That couldn't have helped either, but so that's what happens when you go for Mayweather's throw it into it. Such a counter attacker. Uh, that's another one Mayweather some undefeated I know everybody would like to see him get beat but different planet isn't he different planet well he proves you can win without having to try and just knock somebody out you can play defensive and 
so skillful and all that. He's a dick, isn't he? You come across as a dick <laughs> with all his money and all that, but no, I can't, I can't argue with him, can I? No. Don't get it, you can't get beat, can you? Simple as that. Obviously, you've got the Mayweather boxing thing coming up, the thing with the USA. Looks like UFC are going to get into boxing. Yeah, yeah. The People think, oh, because of Mayweather, he might get in. Yeah, it's not happening no. ever. So. Just but, putting but his I name there, innit? I can see him doing a, a boxing thing with the UFC. I think him and Dana are going to team up and do a joint yeah. boxing kind of thing. Connor boxing again might happen. That might happen. Yeah, that could happen, he, yeah. He, He's kind of still going on about that, ain't he? And Pac-Man's been signed to his management and all that. Oh, I've seen a few of that. Pac-Man calling him out and... No, I, I don't... Can't say that, that happening. No, but Connor Just says he team. wants to fight... Connor says he wants to fight for a title, so I can see them searching for a, a world title that some shitty boxer has no got, nobody's heard of. I yeah. can see that happening. Don't surprise me. As I say, boxing back in the day was brilliant. Nowadays, it's just... just I keep an eye on it, but I'm not in as much as what I used to be. You know, so more MMA now, because as you say, every fight, anything can happen. You get some of the fights you don't know the fighters, the prelims, the it's no brilliant. They're the best fights. That's what I'm saying. You, you, the crowd's half empty. There's nobody there, but you get some yeah. great knockouts, some great yeah. fights in them. Like in Scotland, when UFC comes to Scotland, the place is sold out for the very first fight. You've yeah. got that atmosphere, but in America and all that. Same, places. same in Manchester. It was Ahmed. Ahmed from yeah. the first fight. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't it? get we don't get the experience as much, so people actually want to be there from the beginning. Whereas when you watch it in America, like you say, the front five rows, ten rows, no one even there till the main event. What are you doing? Exactly, they should. It. The guys that can only afford the nosebleeds, they should reverse the prices. So the guys that buy the nosebleeds get the front seats, and they'd be yeah. the first night. Yeah. I would. I don't like that. Or they only come in for the main fight and all that shit. Was it John Jones the other week though? He was in. Remember when they show you fighters, famous fighters in the crowd? Against John Blackovich. John, uh, John Jones was pictured in the prelims. He was in the crowd in the prelims. Yeah, yeah. He was there for the front yeah. fight for the start. They love it. They enjoy it. That's how it should be, isn't it? So that was good to see somebody like John yeah. watching it for the very start and all that, rather than waiting until that main fight. So, I, don't, I don't think they'll make that fight either. I don't think, I think, I think they'll go for Jones and uh, Steepy, the heavyweight. I think, that, oh, I think they'll make that. Okay. I think I don't think I think it's time for him to go for it, isn't it? And yeah, true. I'd like to see him that, against Blackovich, though. I'd like to see that. I love the guy I work with, Jack. He's Polish and all that. He's like, oh, Polish power and all that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> jo- Jones, Jones would derail that power quite easily, but you yeah, never know. But, but Jones just seems to have the way of avoiding those big hits and all that, doesn't he? Yeah. No, I don't know. But I think Jones might step up. I just got a feeling they're going to make that super fight. Okay, we'll see what happens. Well, I think, well, just shout for that then. That'd be a pretty interesting fight, to be fair. What's that? Would you think you would you put your money on for that, Steve Payne Jones? Because that's well, actually a pretty good fight. Yeah, well, to say heavyweight can end in a punch, isn't it? So Jones yeah. would get Jones doesn't seem to finish people as much nowadays, doesn't it? it seems to be a decision, or he grinds you down, didn't he? he Wears yeah. you down on that, but he doesn't seem to have that knockout punch or nothing. So. So anything can happen. Like DC beating Stipe, I, I predicted that. No many people predict, you know, the first one. No many yeah. people predicted that. So just anything can happen. But just say, I think just got a feeling Jones will put his, go down as a goat if he went up and beat Stipe and won the title. And kind of no arguments, even though he got all this 
picograms and all this shit, his career and hitting pregnant women and running away and all this shit and having fights with DC and face-offs and all that. I mean, it's like it's a bit like Mike Tyson, isn't it? The baddest man on the planet kind of thing. He's got that yeah, reputation, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Say, everybody loves Tyson. Well, even though Tyson's a convicted rapist, people still love him. But yeah. I, think, I think when John Jones, John Jones does what he potentially could do and go and get the heavyweight title and blah, 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 I just I think people will see once he retires, know when he's gone, I think people will see him in a different light and go, he was the fucking man. Yeah, yeah didn't true. enjoy him as much. Yeah. He's, he's a vicious. He makes it look so easy, doesn't he? Yeah, I he's actually got more respect for him after watching him on the Rogan show because he actually like, you get to listen to how he actually is, won't you? So uh, I didn't think he was as much as a dick as a first made out and as a media made out. Do you know what I mean? It's always better to listen to him, like, hear it out of the mouth rather than just go off pictures and news stories. That, that, that's a thing, I know, like, like, a lot of Scottish fighters and all that, and I, I love them and all that, and but when, in the media and all that, you get to know them and all that, not just Scottish, yeah. but any fighters, but you get to know them, you think, oh, he comes across as a bit of a dick, or she does, kind of thing, you think, because you hear people who don't want to know their heroes because you've got them on that fucking pedestal, haven't you? and then uh... you get to know them, you think, well... They start to drop down a bit and think, oh, or you might go, oh, they're, they're normal, they're down there, you know that, but then some people, oh, no, he's a cunt, you know, like, you know what I mean, it just, that's a problem with being in the media and all that, so for a fan, you go, oh, Conor McGregor's brilliant, and then the media think, oh, he's a dirty bastard, you know what I mean, uh... you kind of get to know your heroes kind of come down a bit, <laughs> I would never name names or that, but I know a few staff members are the same, I think, oh, I used to really love him, <laughs> uh... <laughs> or somebody, he's a dick, you get to know him, I thought, he's actually quite funny. He's really good. And obviously, you become friends with him as well. Yeah, it works both ways, no, doesn't it? No, no, just interview them and all that. You kind of, I've got people messaging me all the time and all that, since I've gotten to know them and all that. So, or they might come and ask for advice and stuff. And what's that promotion like? You know all the promotions. They ask for advice and that. Should I fight for them or I fight for them? And you get kind of become friends and all that. And all yeah. them. But you say something and they're like, fuck, he's a cunt. I mean, wish I didn't know him getting into the world and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of them, but he is an odd person. Yeah, well, it's just like it's humans, isn't it? Human nature. That's what I'm saying. People are nice, yeah. some people are not. That's what I'm saying. I bet you some of the football players I washed up as a kid were probably a fucking dirty cunt bastard, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know that, but you didn't know them, you know that? But, you know, just, just say, that's what people say. Don't, you don't want to know your heels. Because some people said that, they've had a chance to meet somebody, I don't want to meet them because they won't be what I think they are. So, yeah, it might ruin it. It's a bit weird, don't it? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> that note on Eating Heroes, mate, it is 11 o'clock, so I'm calling it time. What time ring, is it? Ringing the bell. Where's the techno boy? Can he ring a, ring a bell in? Oh, I, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get him to come on then. Yeah, to put a dingling on the end of it. So you, uh, you, it's 11 o'clock, oh, man. Fuck it. That was that an hour and a half or something? One hour 45. Flown by, that, show. isn't it? For your first fucking show I'm, I'm first impressed. fucking show mate flown by a, I could carry you, on if it wasn't so late I actually could have you got a guest number two you got I one I have yet? I have yes next week is Liz Gribbin the co-founder of Builders Talk Group which is the largest building community group on Facebook and probably the busiest as well actually looking forward to uh, speaking to her because she's we do a lot it's uh, basically Builders Talk Group. I'm on it as well. And uh, it's amazing, mate. If you're trades for tradesmen, bit of banter. It's a bit like being in a, 
in a well, I used to be a, I, I used to, well, I used to be a tradesman too. Should I didn't. Get on it, get on it, mate. 88,000 members, I think, closing oh, into 90. But it's literally like being a builder's cafe. It's fucking, you get your drama, you get your help. Really strong on mental health as well. Everyone pulls together to help each other. But you do get a lot of dickheads, but it makes it, it makes you what it is. It really is brilliant, mate. Best thing on Facebook, apart from MMA UK. Yeah. I've got a prediction as well for you, right? This, ep- this episode's going to be your most viewed episode ever. <laughs> You reckon? Yeah, because of, <laughs> yeah, of me. Look at this face. Yeah, man. I'm a, fan, I'm, I'm a fanny magnet, man. All the women will be tuned in. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can also catch this on podcast. <laughs> so you don't have to see our faces. You can do <laughs> follow us at Twitter, we are MMA UK. Instagram, MMA UK underscore Insta. YouTube, podcast. And the website, MMAUK.net. Boom, smashed it. And Facebook, MMA UK News. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Is that not what you recorded the video for? Is Frankie not going to add that bit then? Um, no, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to try. I'll probably do one for the beginning of this. Just, I just cut this one off you just done. Nothing, do you? No, no. So, so, so a minute every week. Yeah. <laughs> Could do. Do that if you want. I'll do it again. You do take two. Make sure you watch MMA UK. You can follow us on Twitter at We Are MMA. <laughs> we Are MMA. No, I can't yeah. do it that. Not doing that. Follow us at Twitter, We Are MMA UK. Instagram, MMA UK underscore Insta. Facebook, MMA UK News. The website is MMAUK.net. Podcast on YouTube. Boom. Smashed it. That's it. Brilliant. Thanks for having you on, Peter. You're welcome. I'll uh, have you again. Have you on again at some point? No, no doubt. Episode number hundred, the one back on. Hundred. That's uh, going to be at least two thousand and twenty-two. At the most, maximum, maximum. That I want to do at least one a week. You have, you have a cube then. You have cues. I'll have my mum, my missus. <laughs> <laughs> my dad might turn up. Is your, producer no, is, your, is your producer no coming on camera either? Or always off camera. Do you want to say hello, producer Claire? Hi. Do you want to come and say hello on camera? <laughs> no. No, she's not having it. No. Maybe one day. Maybe one Maybe day. Maybe one day. Well, yeah, pleasure having you on, Peter. And, uh, no worries, mate. Cheers for, cheers for everything you do, mate. Really appreciate it. I'm sure the fighters and fans who who watch us actually appreciate it because it's it's something different. You're being there, you're doing you know, you're doing what you love. I'm I'm the same, I'm doing what I love. I absolutely love it. And uh, I think it's brilliant. So much appreciated and carry on, keep it up. Thank you very much. Have a good evening, mate. You too.